You're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. And when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again. If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. And this morning, I learned, I I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Until all of us are part of widespread vaccine programs, no one is safe. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has tested positive for COVID-19. If you are vaccinated, you are protected. They are effective. Vice President Kamala Harris has announced that she's tested positive for COVID-19. With three doses that you've prevented, not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID. So I, I'm fully vaccinated. It gives me some comfort. Uh, the fact that that's there, not for myself so much, but the people I'm coming into contact with. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, having received two doses of AstraZeneca, it's a very effective vaccine protection from symptomatic illness and therefore risk of transmission to others. It is great that companies have developed safe and effective vaccines, uh, but we can't seem to make them quickly enough to stop the global spread that threatens all of us. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren just announcing she, in fact, has tested positive for COVID. With the ongoing um, circulation of the, the COVID virus in our communities, if you're eligible as of uh, today to get your third dose, please do so. Like so many other Victorians and Australians, those dreaded double lines came up. So if we uh, put a clamp on COVID-19 and prevent it from spreading from anyone, even if they have minimal symptoms. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau just tweeting out that he has tested positive for COVID. This would be the second time the Prime Minister has tested positive. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. Welcome to the Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Saturday, November 5th, 2022. Thank you for joining us today. And joining me today on the second mic is Scott Armstrong from Rebunked, Pirate Street Media, and The Last American Vagabond. What's up? We have a great show planned for you today. Some interesting uh, follow-ups that I definitely thought were very, very important in regard to the RSV conversation. And actually the building of an interesting overlap of the COVID flu mRNA injection, but they're talking about an RSV overlap in the same way, exactly what we were warning about in the direction this was all going to go. But we have a lot of other important things to get into. It's going to be focused on COVID today specifically, but excess death being a very important part of this that I think is, I mean, you guys know this, we've been talking about excess death, collapsing athletes and all this stuff for much longer than most, but it's finally beginning to break through. Of course, not in the corporate media, not in the government's perspective, trying to 
act. I mean, just right out of the gate, something I woke up this morning laughing about because it's so ridiculous is the idea that a government can be forcing, mandating, coercing an experimental gene in- injection, you know, all these different conversations, hiding everything. And then when when suddenly there's a rise in excess death, they're just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. It's not that thing, though, that we forced on you. Anyway, it's just kind of ridiculous how obvious this is. And of course, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff around Candida again at the end. But I wanted to give a shout out today to the uh, the video. Oh, actually, here, let me bring it up on the screen so you guys can see. Uh, Milk Bar TV is the, oh, you can't see it with that view there. Milk Bar TV is the account from that video we just played. I've really come to like his video compilations. I've played a few of them on the show. Just want to give him a shout out there. But how ridiculous is that little compilation? You know, the idea that they can be saying, I mean, even in the context of like the transmission conversation Mm -hmm. where they're saying like, they finally just admitted this, you know, pretending like they haven't. It's very clear right there. They're telling you, you won't get COVID if you've got this shot and just how many times they've gotten it. I mean, it's it's interesting, and I always think the overlap with the whole, you know, where are all the Republican leading individuals, whether political or anywhere else, that haven't gotten the shot? And I don't see why is it the only those people that we keep seeing trotted around in front of us? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting overlap that you can't ignore. Like you know, they would be going out of their way to be calling out every single, you know, Rush Limbaugh level kind of person if they if they. Yeah. Have them in front of them. They yeah. don't, though, and yeah. that's very telling. I mean, at least not that I see, right? You know they would be putting them in front of us. Yeah, Interesting. I, yeah, totally, man. I, I mean, there's a lot of uh, folks out there who make their bread and butter just pointing out the hypocrisy of these people. I mean, that's like what most shows are, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know right. what I mean? It's it's uh, So it's there. And also, you guys, let it, let me know if the mic level is okay today because, like, we've, we've been really working hard in the studio all day, troubleshooting stuff, and we're rocking now. Right, right. Yeah, now let us know. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff I want to promote and talk about, too. There's so much exciting stuff going on. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, go ahead. And if you want any, any points you want to throw out before we jump in uh, in regard to the Substack yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. that you're working on. Well, go I ahead. just really want to, you know, you know, point out the fact that we do have a Substack now. It's mm-hmm. uh, tlavagabond.substack.com, you guys. Like, we're putting uh, – a lot of the feedback that we've gotten is, like, people are excited about how, you know, taking some just clips – of the shows that are, you know, long form, you know, and that's, that's what the, the last American vagabond is known for is just putting out mm-hmm. massive amounts of information into a really good, uh, you know, just a, a really well done presentation, but they're long, you know, so we're, we're clipping them out. We're going to do original content and, uh, it's just a really good way to like support and follow the show. So you guys, if you go there, you'll see there's a few different uh, ways that you can, you know, subscribe to support, but the content's going to be free and available for everybody. You know, that's something that's mm-hmm. really important is like the, I want to give a shout out to Star Wilson, who's doing yeah. the clips as well. She's got a new computer coming her way, so she's going to be back Yay. on that, as well as T Lab Shorts doing that um, in general. And but what Scott's doing is a whole other angle here, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's really, I'm really excited. And again, just to give a shout out to how much work he's been doing on this, guys. I mean, it's you know he has completely spearheaded this, and I think it's important that you, he gets the credit in regard to all the stuff that's been done there, and doing as his mini documentaries essentially yeah, so it's, yeah. it's quite different and yeah. it's really great yeah mini Go documentaries on. and then the other thing too is like you know we're, we've been talking about different ways to get audience participation getting you guys mm-hmm. involved in this right and so like the chat's going like i'm seeing the chat right there like shout out to star and the eerie fairy and everybody that's in there like hanging out you guys like raymond i know fishman's probably going to trickle in you know all you guys you know so awesome but uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna try and mimic a couple things like one of the things that i see that like grand theft world like what those guys over there do the autonomy mm-hmm. what they do is they host a bi-weekly town hall meeting and so right. basically if you if you if you sign up as a subscriber to the to the sub stack i'm going to be hosting like a t-lab roundtable like intel exchange whatever it is like a, uh like every other every other week sort of thing like that's the goal okay and so then you guys can join and we can have like a community discussion 
you know, and that's really cool. And that's, that's going to be available for like anybody at like, like, like $5 at the $5 a month, like range, you know what I mean? Like, so help bring us all together and help do that and help support what's going on over here. And then also there's a founding member option. Mm-hmm. Um, the founding members will then be able to participate in a Q and monthly Q and a with Ryan. So if you guys want to hop mm-hmm. on a zoom call with Ryan, you know, that's the founding member. Uh, it's like 150 bucks for like flat fee. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a one time, one yeah, time and right. then you're in sort of thing. So right. just to, uh, keep an eye on that. Um, if nothing else, you can just follow. And the cool thing about Substack is it delivers the posts to your inbox, your mm-hmm. email inbox, which is right. kind of a cool feature. So you can sign up for free and get all the content. But if you wanted to, uh, to comment on the posts or be involved in any of these round table discussions or Q and A's, then that's like a tiered subscription model. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we want to, you know, we want to have all the content available for everybody, but we also want to like, uh, you know, we're trying to build out the last American vagabond. We've got right, big, right. big plans for this pirate stream media. So your guys' support on a value for value basis is a, it just goes a long way to help keep, uh, kick off what we're trying to do here. So you're here. I couldn't have said it better. And cool. I think what's important to point out is you should follow if you, if you know, you may be thinking, well, I follow the last American vagabond or I keep tabs on the show. You know, the, the, it's, it's going, nothing going to be behind a paywall. Yeah. And it's you're, you're going to be if you follow us and most of them, you're going to get wind of everything anyway. But I highly recommend that you follow on the Substack because it's new and specific content, you know, that he's going to be doing man on the street content. Yeah. I plan on speaking writing. Of, speaking of, we have that clip today, too, right? Oh, actually, I don't think I actually included it. But let's let's do, let me let me. OK, I'll look at it as we go through. Okay. It. I don't actually, I forgot about that. But I we, <laughs> I'll send it. I'll send it to you again. I'll send okay, it to yeah, you yeah. again. Um, but we're going to be doing that kind of stuff. We're going to be doing that. He's going to be doing documentaries, both many and longer, but as well as just writing. So I plan on writing. He's going to write and so on. So make sure you follow it. It's going to be an important way to support us going forward. There you go. Thanks, Ryan. Um, but in general, in today, I think it's 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 just really important. I mean, what's interesting I just thought of is remember, I don't know where this was. We all four, five, six months ago, there was a moment, maybe even longer than that, where people started kind of going like, oh, you're still talking about COVID. Like, come on, get with the new information. Like, there's a lot of us that started getting pressure from the audience to kind of be like, are, you know, you're still focusing on that topic. Like, realize how and obviously this is one of the largest things that's ever. It's not just COVID, you know. Yeah. It's kind of become like a central talking point for a larger thing and a lot Absolutely. of moving parts. So obviously, we can see that this is still ongoing. And so my point was, even now, it's obvious that this we don't we should not let this topic go. And I'm not even meaning like the amnesty conversation because that's important. But I also see that going dangerously in the other direction where it's like you know dividing people even more you know my point was we need to focus on the politicians the people that broke the law the media those kind of people not necessarily give everybody a pass but realize that your neighbor in probably was more lost than any you know they're being manipulated like anybody you know but today we're going to focus on COVID 19 because this is paramount what's happening is not going away it's not stopping everything's continued whether it becomes rsv or monkeypox or whatever else it's just we're just waiting for them to let that shoe drop. Right. Yeah. And that's the part it was, we never really successfully stopped it. We just paused it. Yeah. And that's the important thing. And it's also an interesting case study in, in just their use and weaponization of propaganda and, uh, these psychological operations, because as Ryan just every day just hammers out, it's like the information, the data is just out in the open. Like, it's yeah. just like, this, just one elephant in a room after another, <laughs> but the narrative continues on regardless. Like they, and, and they're having to find new and different ways to like, force this information in front of you and shame you for not agreeing with it you know and so their narrative continues despite all of this so it's really fascinating to watch it is it is i mean i i dare say entertaining right but that's the problem is it's like you know we it's almost like we want to see how this plays out but we have to realize this is real you know this is important and people are suffering
suffering and yeah. struggling on all sides of this. But it is. I mean, you're watching a slow motion train wreck, you know, in a lot yeah. of ways. And, you know, but we should also question and trust me, that's 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 what I feel that, that we've watched. We've successfully stopped or slowed down part of this what yeah. we're doing. But we should ask whether or not that is not true. Just to be objective, oh, yeah. whether or not that's exactly where they want us to be. And we just always be objective. I agree. But starting off with a couple of interesting points that I think are important regarding censorship and suppression and the same kind of conversation. The first one is the unbelievable reality of what's going on with David Icke. And I, I have set uh, Gareth on Monday to talk about this. He'll be on, uh, I'll be interviewing him to see, you know, flesh the story out. But it's all out there right now. If you guys, uh, we have a clip we'll actually play. This is a Daily Mail headline. Just David Icke is banned from entering most of Europe after Dutch government deemed the lizard people conspiracy theorist of course, a threat to the public order. It's just staggering. I mean, the idea that this is happening, as he pointed out in this clip, just because of his opinion, you know, and the idea being if it was really just a ridiculous concept that has no bear, you know, any merit that yeah. it would just be ignored. Yeah. Right. But there, there's a reason this is happening. So what, yeah. what do you think about it? I mean, it's kind of frightening. I mean, it's absolutely frightening that we're banning people from like the free, free movement. You know, that's just like a basic human right. You know what I mean? Like, like in any other circumstance, like they would argue that just the ability to move and be, uh, you know, especially the people that are saying like, you know, Hey, no borders, no language, you know, all this stuff. And like anybody just, they're, 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 they're taking this guy's opinions and making that as a basis for restricting his movement, basically. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You know, it's, 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 Again, just it's very hypocritical, of course, but also it's alarming. It's alarming that your your thought crimes are going to dictate where you're able to go in the world, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, it seems like that's it's illegal. I'd love to be I haven't looked too much into this. I'd love to see, like, what legal precedent is set here. Like, I would say know, based in reality, the like they're, they're going to have a narrative about why this is where we're getting at. Like the, yeah. the words are now violence. And that's yeah. why they're just simply going to argue he's a violent threat. Yeah, it's that stochastic terrorism thing exactly. that you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. You know? And then I would love to see like, you know, what the precedent if if there are precedents like this in, in history, like I know Europe is a, quite a bit different than the United States. Like if mm-hmm. there's if there's precedent for this person has dangerous thinking, therefore they're not allowed. I don't think so. Has the United States ever restricted access to somebody because of their beliefs or their well, thoughts or ideologies? But see, the same point though. I don't yeah. think on paper, what they're saying is yeah. it's because of his ideology. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I think they're going to say, well, that's never going to happen. You know, yeah. we allow people to think what the, the idea is they're going to say, well, these ones, it's like the fire in a theater level of sure. the argument. They're going to say, yeah. well, this is just too far. Yeah. His arguments are causing people to X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. therefore we have to, that's the point. And, but to, to your question, uh, knowing this is what it is, I don't know. I don't, I can't think of any example where somebody, let us know in the chat what you think. I don't yeah. I, where somebody has been, you know, essentially blocked out of entering country because of narratives, because yeah. of discussion points. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. here's here's a good example, kind of in the area we were just talking about. Like, aren't are, are is David Duke allowed to tra- to transit sure. around the con- to world? Yeah, yeah, he can travel all over. He, I don't yeah. see any issues where he's being blocked from countries. So yeah. what's so is it interesting that they can make a big deal about racism and act like that's paramount? I mean, it's, we should care about these things, yeah. but because this person has an idea that that trans they claim translates to violence in the exact same way they say his does but so why isn't his a problem in regard to like whoever just you pick anybody out there that is considered you know racist or problematic or you know i mean any of these people and they it's it's the same argument we made before what was the analogy 
I, it was the other one about Epstein, but there was the other one we just talked about. Oh, ye and them, like okay, being kicked well, out of the banks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or I, th- I think I saw that it was like a meme going around, and yeah. like upon further investigation, there may be some dubious, like, but it's like the idea that Kanye West's wax sculpture, yeah, 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 sorry, yay. I keep saying the yay. artist formerly known as <laughs> as, as uh, Kanye West, like his his wax sculpture was removed from the. That's right. That's what it from was. The wax museum, but Hitler's is still there. But I guess like they're saying, like I don't know, not true. But it's know? a good point. Like so, yeah. anyway, th- whether that's actually a meme or not, the point would be that that would make sense in the ridiculous. Like the point that actually is in, rooted in reality is yeah. that you have people like them having their bank accounts removed. Yeah. But there, you know, people even like Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell, like these people don't have their bank accounts removed yeah so how does that even possibly line up you know exactly. it just shows you that exactly it's not exactly. really what you think it is. that's the big one right there it's like like there's no accountability or nobody's even worried or up in arms or even cares about the maxwell or right. the maxwell situation or the epstein situation like that doesn't that's just oh yeah whatever that's just that's been normalized to the point where it's like it's not even that really that big of a deal you know uh apparently but but oh but david ike you know he talks about lizard people like that's uh yeah, we should definitely keep him from doing anything. I recommend you guys check out my interview with uh, Richard Willett uh, from from the Iconic Network mm-hmm. in, in regard to a lot of different things. And by the way, I was actually just on deep dives with him talking about who owns the media, and it's not what you may think. I mean, uh-huh. it's definitely in that same direction. But yeah. for those that don't understand what we talk about, they're gonna be like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> that thing. but but the point is ultimately that we get into that topic a little bit about you know the way that this is misunderstood. Now, look, there is an interesting and there's a, there's an interesting and and uh, sorry, I got distracted by a bug in here, which I don't know how I've gotten here. A, 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 an explanation to what he's talking about there that is outside the realm of, of, you know, most people would think it sounds crazy, but it's not as simple as saying he believes there are people that are lizards walking in the, around us. That's not, that's, it's being misinterpreted. And I think intentionally, sure. and that's just important to understand. Regardless of any of that though, he has every right to think and say yeah. whatever he wants 100%. about any topic. 100%. And it's just wild. Like here's one last point on this and I'll play that clip that he had. It's interesting to think about the fact that so what's so dangerous about him saying, let's just make it that argument that there are lizard people, right? And that's what's happening. Why is that dangerous enough to dangerous enough to block somebody from entering all these countries, yet you just you pick it today? Like there are so many more contentious people out there with oh, yeah. I mean, like we're just taking the the David Duke. Or sure. something like that, who's a white supremacy guy or yeah. whatever, you know, the yeah. KKK. And these people aren't being blocked. So how do you even make sense of how that's he's dangerous and they're not, or at least not as dangerous? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get the point. I'm just hoping people can think through this and realize I'm really trying to reach the people that believe he's dangerous right now. And they're going, yeah. Oh, David I, he's dangerous. Yeah. You know, then aren't you the person saying these racist people over here are super dangerous? Like, how does that line up for you? You know, I mean, for me, I genuinely think this comes down to just free thinking like you can't let people just think whatever they want exactly you can't just let them think and have discussions about random because it leads to free and objective thinking we can't have that yep. that's what i think they're scared of yep absolutely personally. yeah 100 well, percent. yeah but let, let's play this clip here and this is uh david ike uh, i guess talking about this situation and on on the beach <laughs> hello here i am on the beach in kent looking out at the limits of my freedom of movement after 26 European countries have simultaneously banned me for the crime of being invited to speak at a peace rally in Amsterdam. Fascism is not a theory, ladies and gentlemen. Fascism is with us. 
Freedom disappearing is not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. Important message. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I just it really put yourselves in this position, guy, in his position, guys, being essentially exiled or blocked off from 20 plus countries. I mean, just for having a different opinion. That is it just perfectly encapsulates where else is going. And and here's an even the, the next step of this would be whether or not that person, wherever he may be, is deemed a threat just by being present. Yeah, that's where this all goes. I mean, look, that's what they do with foreign country bad people. The bad guys over there that they're just generally bad no matter what, even though when you find out the reality, it's not as what it seems or the sod Putin, anybody else. It's very, very concerning. And this brings me to the next tweet here. Judge orders White House officials to answer questions under oath about alleged collusion with social media to censor speech. Now, I just want to include this tweet. So we saw this is happening. I, I mean, first of all, what do you think, Scott? What do you think will come of that? First of all, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. I mean, uh, <laughs> we think alike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, um, Oh man, you know, all the, all the big tech CEOs get called in front of the thing, the thing or the, the Congress, whatever the hell it was. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> that what puppet show that, that we refer thing. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, they're like, so did you, uh, did you do all these horrible, awful, illegal things? And he's like, well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'll have to get back to you. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. All yeah right, let me write a letter and yeah. get back to you in 35 years. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I, I just think of something like Clinton, for example, and the, or not Clinton specifically, but the, the two Boston uh, lawyers, I believe they were lawyers. Regardless, there was that whole big series of, of hearings where they presented all the proof. I mean, straight up documented proof of how the Clinton uh, um, Foundation mm-hmm. was it the full name. It doesn't matter. The Clinton Foundation uh, pay for play that it was okay. like beyond doubt. Yeah. They were literally breaking the law. They presented it all to Congress. They all talked about it. They asked a million questions. And I'm like, OK, what? How long ago was that? Like, literally nothing has happened mm-hmm. literally nothing and it's like how do you even not see how do you not see what that shows you so there were plenty guys, of republicans in there that were all crying foul and those, i don't even see anything happen like no motion no nothing was filed i mean my god they're probably all dead man <laughs> probably, yeah. no i mean there were plenty of them there like the jim jordans of the world they were all in you know okay. and, and so nothing actually translated i'm not saying there wasn't there was no motion there was no like not even like on the political side of it. I, anyway, the point is simply that these things never seem to come to pass if they don't want them to. And that shows you the two party illusion, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But I hope something happens that I will always leave it there with anybody we're talking about. I hope that they are held to account. But it's not just this administration or this individual, but we'll hope to see. Mm-hmm. I hope what gets fleshed out is the we don't need any more proof, but more proof that social media is just the government at this point. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, well, if there were to be any sort of forward movement of accountability around this specific topic, uh, it says white house officials, they would need to have a sacrificial lamb served up to, you know, well, yeah, maybe somebody, but like, you know, it's going to be some, some just low level staffer that they'll, they'll pin it on. And then, Oh, you know, it's this guy. Yeah. He, actually th- there was some shady stuff. There was right. some bad stuff that happened, but it was this guy right here and we, we fired him and he's fine. Yeah. And then he's going to go work for some other company and it'll be fine. Right. Right. Know? He resigned in disgrace. So yeah. he's good. Right. He yeah, doesn't he, need to go to jail. He, right? he resigned. He resigned. <laughs> he apologized. And now he's working for some, uh, you know, lobbying firm or something. Yeah. Taking people to the golf course for a million dollars a year. It could. Yeah. I don't think people buy that anymore. Yeah. Like, like it would need to be somebody higher. Especially Maybe. for this kind of stuff, because some low-level staffer has no influence over what happens like at this level. Maybe. See what I mean? Like with yeah. the COVID thing, it's not going to be oh Joe who works at the desk. Yeah. They're not going to be like oh he was COVID. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's not going to it's not going to sink for them. So I think that a Fauci level is kind of what I see coming. 
maybe not be Fauci. I don't know. Maybe he's got more dirt on them. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. he's in the Clinton group. But oh, yeah. ultimately, it's somebody I think like that, that maybe it's Biden for all we know. I, yeah. mean, I don't I mean, Does anybody really think that Biden's calling shots today? No, <laughs> I mean, no. Like, guys, everyone in the world can see how embarrassing the situation is. Yeah. Even the Democrats, by yeah. the way, who are now like, don't run again. Yeah, you know? stop. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, people have had it, man. Seriously. Well, the next part here is an interesting overlap, I think, to to the COVID-19 conversation. These are all just some peripheral points that I think are important. This is from today or yesterday, excuse me. House Majority Whip says, U.S. on track to repeat Nazi Germany. Downplays inflation ahead of midterms. Now, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I should have grabbed those clips that we were mentioning. I was just going to point them out, but I should have mm-hmm. grabbed them. Mm-hmm. I've seen at least four separate different people speaking who are who are still alive that say they were alive during the Holocaust that say that what's happening today is worse than what they dealt with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen them. There's numerous Absolutely. examples yeah, of that. Very now, I'm not saying you have to think you agree with her or think that's what she said, though. And yeah. she's was there. Right? So it's kind of hard to dismiss that. And what's funny is that here we have an individual who's not pointing at what's going on with COVID-19, not pointing at the wild fascist authoritarian rise of the technoc. No, 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 no. He's going Pelosi story. The way they're talking about Pelosi, Nazi Germany, the way that Republicans are using right extreme. I can you I can't even this is the kind of disconnected perspective I think that is I genuine I think this guy, it's it, we're talking about Claiborne. Yeah. I think he genuinely thinks this is the reality. Yeah. Like what do you think? Or do you think he's yeah. telling on? Give me your thoughts. Well, okay. So this is this is this reminds me of something, and it's very interesting how people who are like completely bought into the narrative can be so gaslit or Stockholm syndrome. I think a lot of it is yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Something that really comes to mind is I've done over the course of the last two years, tons of coverage, made one of my little mini documentaries around the concept of the 10 stages of genocide, mm-hmm. which was uh, first reported by this guy named Dr. Gregory Stanton with an organization called Genocide Watch. And they've they do a great job of covering, you know, genocidal stuff all over the world for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he you know, this is like <clears throat> he's like a professor and he has like this thesis or this 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 theory about the 10 stages of genocide, about how all genocide genocides follow a certain 10 stages. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of comparing that to what we were seeing with the whole COVID thing. Like, like right. this is like late 2020, early 2021 is when we first like started really hitting it and seeing how, what was happening in the world compared to the 10 stages of genocide. And we were arguing that at the time that we were on like stage six or seven, which is like the preparation preparation okay. towards the genocide. Right. But if you look at now, if you look at Dr. Gregory Stanton, his his stance is that he still feels like like Trump is the one that's going to usher in the genocide. Right. So he's hmm. completely like he would dismiss or just discount that all of the covid stuff was in alignment with his theory. Huh. And he was thinking that, like, if you go to Genocide Watch right now, like it's very like completely along these these lines right here. I have a question, though. Yeah. So when he says that Trump's is he in his is he talking about Trump being reelected? Well, no, so? this this was this was while. Well, so what I'm saying is like when we were reporting on this when Trump was still president. OK, OK. He was still saying that, like, it's it's not the covid stuff. Oh, Trump. I see. I see. It's Trump. Who's That's gonna, an interesting I know choice. it's totally, totally. totally yeah. So it's really crazy. I haven't even been on there. See, lately. You know what this might be, too? The same thing we're looking at right here. Like, yeah. like that there's it's. These people are so completely taken by the idea that the narrative is what they're supposed to believe because intelligent people or whatever whatever justification that they don't think COVID is what we see. 
Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. what the CDC says. They're dealing with exactly. it. Trump is the bad, evil villain. Like that's yeah. the right, that's the same kind of narrative he's spinning right here. Yeah. That it's not the big dangerous technocracy. that's literal fascism. No, it's these phantom, right? Yeah. They're extremists. completely, they're completely blind to the fact that there's even anything bad going on in the world. Like, right. Right. And, and like they're just dealing to, with a problem. <laughs> yeah. I have to give them credit. I mean, they do do a great job of covering like all these like atrocities around the world. Oh, the but, site. Yeah, yeah. Genocide watch. But like, you know, um, they're still even as of like October 24th, they're they're pu- pushing pushing an art New York Times article. Trump backers in U.S. Congress use devil terms for polarization. You know what I mean? So they're My still God. they're still like they're still I mean, on that. I'm not even disputing that we have ex- like there's ex- there, I hate even use the word extremist because that yeah. doesn't even cap yeah. and cap. There are you know. I can now I can't even think of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> there are extreme levels of, of right and left in, in sure. all these. And, and the examples, like I'm not going to deny that you have people on the right that are absolutely abusing the situation and, sure. and hyping up the divide. Yeah. But it's insulting to pretend like they can't see the exact same thing on uh, the anti-vaxxer thing, the, you know, any of this stuff, yeah. like the broad brushing, just saying all MAGA people are this way. Yeah. Like, isn't that bigotry in and of itself? Like you yeah. don't know what every person who thinks like, yeah. and it's just that it, it, these people are people like this, like Clayburn in general. These people are historical fighters for human rights and, you know what I mean, standing against racism. Yeah. And they're just blind to how everything they think they're fighting is happening to people right here. But I guess they're just either, you know, white males or yeah. va- people that don't like vaccines. And so they just acknowledge that it's okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm guessing. I just think it's wild. That people like this can't see it. It's you know? crazy. Yeah, they're just completely blind to it. And then it's like, so just the, just on the, my commentary on the 10 stages of genocide is mm-hmm. like, have, are you familiar with this? Have you heard of this? I've before? heard of it before. Yeah. I haven't gone you know, yeah. deep into it. So it's classification, symbolization, discrimination, dehumanization, mm-hmm. organization, polarization, preparation, persecution. And then the ninth stage is actually the extermination. So the mm-hmm. ninth stage is when they actually start killing people. And then the 10th stage is the denial denial mm, of the genocide mm-hmm. that it didn't even happen right yeah yeah yeah. so there's a lot of people even now that are like you know oh we're on persecution like we're getting close and i'm i would argue that we're on the denial stage mm. oh really mm-hmm. oh okay that's interesting yeah i could you could totally make that argument yeah because i mean realistically yeah objection, I mean, but the, the, it, it's hard to make that argument only because it's still happening i know but so like yeah, the genocide exactly. maybe it's a, it's a different kind of genocide exactly. it's an ongoing exactly. genocide. like, like the, the, the extermination has happened and now they're trying to cover it up and deny it and but that's and, but it's still yeah, happening it's still happening the yeah. extermination is ongoing yeah, so it's very difficult to deny it exactly. when it's happening in front of you exactly you it's crazy man <laughs> maybe so. that's why they're failing on that yep. you know i'm yep. gonna laugh at that it's like yeah it's just so macabre, you know, it's like, it's, it's obviously dark, horrible, but you can't dark. do anything but laugh at how ridiculous these people are. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, anyway, it's so yeah. obvious that people are collapsing all around them. Yep. So but yeah, that's interesting. I, I, we should, we should, I, we should dig deeper on that in general totally. together. Like I know you've done some work on it. I'd like oh, to watch yeah. that. Oh yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Cause I mean, clearly you can see that that's, we're in the midst of something like that. I was going to think more, obviously I think that's where you could look at the other side of it is the the persecution stage. Like we're just about to be persecuted for our beliefs. People yeah. are being called the, you know, that's the persecution has been intense. Like, yeah. absolutely. You've seen that. And like, you know, we're almost to the <clears> point <throat> now where it's like the extermination phase is being normalized. Like, like the death yeah, yeah. and the, yeah, yeah. the, the collapsing athletes, the yeah. died suddenly, oh, the myocarditis, yeah. and children with heart conditions. Like it's almost to the point where that's just, Oh yeah, it's normal. It's fine. People will be gaslit. Almost. To, yeah, people are going to yeah. be gaslit to the point where they just are like, you know, yeah, kids just have heart conditions. No big deal. You know, that's just how it goes. Like this next generation, like who knows all the babies that are being born to, to mothers who underwent the gene altering injection. Like who knows, man, and we're not well, even going to see the manifestations of this for. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, there's parts we can see, we, we can, 
get a nice kind of glimpse, not nice, but a good glimpse into where this is going with a couple of these articles today where they're already kind of laying these arguments yeah. about like, you know, trying to lay the pathwork for why what's happening now is, is still the un- fault of the unvaxxer or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's, if, if they can do it long enough, like you're saying, they'll just point back and be like, well, see, it's still these people's fault. And they just yeah. keep yelling that narrative in long enough, you yeah. know? And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more in yeah. a second. Like but, the idea of, go ahead, go ahead. But I was just going to say like, this is still predominant. I think people mm-hmm. are breaking through the, 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 pro- do. this type of programming and this gaslight and this Stockholm. This is like Stockholm syndrome right here. Like, like being perpetrated by the mainstream media, you're being told that all the problems in your life are still because of like MAGA Republicans, dude. Like, are you yeah. gonna, like, I'm not even really, uh, I'm not going to like this. This is why I keep saying that uh, people can see through this because yeah. it doesn't, it, it doesn't, there's, it takes zero effort to be like, wait a minute. Okay. Then how do you explain this wildly unconnected thing over here? And they're yeah. like, just shut up about it. Conspiracy yeah. theorists. Yep. You know, it's so yep. clear. It's not possible that all this is happening because Putin, you know what I mean? Like sure. it's just not yeah. what's happening. And everybody sees that yep. this is what they will. All, I think right now we're seeing one of the most obvious things we've always pointed out is they will always desperate, not desperately, but dramatically underestimate the intelligence of the American people. Yeah. And they're doing it again, yep. you know, and it's, and they just, I think and it's, it's underestimation, but also because they overestimate the effect they're having on us with their, their agenda and their propaganda yeah. and the social engineering. That's and, what I think. And honestly, this would be a good, if, if you were like, like to talk, to show the, that the program is breaking. Like when I did that man on the street thing, like, like the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway from that whole thing is the fact that like all the young people I interviewed, like, right. like, like people in there like, probably like probably like 21 mm-hmm. you know what i mean they were all like oh hell no to the vaccine you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like, was, what was, was the awesome. focal point to that again this the the clip this was when uh i sent it the to question. you what was the question you were asking basically i was asking so this was like right after the um uh there was a main point yeah one thing that happened it was yeah it was like right after the the covid shot got approved to be put on the childhood vaccine that's what it was schedule. that's yeah, what it was you know? right right right. everyone was like oh hell no well did you already send me that clip uh yeah yeah it's in telegram okay in i'll telegram. grab it okay. I'll, we'll, let's get that at some okay. point let me keep going on this clip and we'll play that when we get to the rsv points um just remind me so so here this is going forward to finish out this uh article in regard to him you know basically the absurdity of saying that right now the u.s is on track to repeat nazi germany because of republicans screaming about medical freedom and republicans screaming about stealing elections like it's really ridiculous like you know you could argue secretly behind that they do have this mental but it's just on the surface you can see what's being pushed for different reasons from the left you know of the the to illusion is far more extremist and far more nazi i guess or whatever just you know the fascist mind mentality so it says right here, quote, and this is what this is literally what his argument is. The country is on track to repeat what happened to Germany when it was the greatest democ- when when it was the greatest democracy going, when it elected a chancellor that then co-opted the media. Like, right. So what do you think you're talking about right there? Do we is the right co-opting the media? You can literally see the left doing that. And I hate, I'm not even using I say the left because it's easy to point out, but I st- very, as you guys know, believe that it's an illusion. But you can see that happening on the media side of this right now. So, like, how is he possibly even saying that? Does Claiborne actually think that he's seeing this? Anyway, same point. Yeah. It says this past president called the press the enemy of the people. So you now you're pointing back at Trump and and a different presidency to argue. It's just such a strange argument. This is a bunch of crap, he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well reasoned. And that is what's going on in this country. Like, that's his argument. And this gets front page. It's very strange. So Trump said this a last presidency and the and the, the the media is clearly a problem in my opinion. It goes forward to say though the South Carolina Democrat decried the rights 
demonization of Nancy Pelosi that he says is to blame for the attack. Clyburn didn't doesn't see Biden's frequent vilification of the ultra MAGA Republicans as equivalent. Simple as that. Done. No, not the same thing, even though it's literally exactly the same thing. But you say they're actually bad. So it's OK. These people are children. Like, I yeah. can't get past how remedial and juvenile these arguments are. Yeah. It's, you know, anyway, you, go ahead. Do you have a comment on it? No, man, I'm just uh, uh, I was just dealing with mic issues again here. So <laughs> keep going. Really? Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still have an issue. I don't know. People in the chat are telling me things. And so I just need to maybe not pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> star let me know how it sounds sounds and we'll go from there your sounds a little tinny compared to mine now which is interesting because well let's keep going forward and we'll look at it so next i will uh, the next tweet that i want to get into is from ben swan which ref which which talks about the pelosi kind of point here and this is the kind of gaslighting we're talking about and and it's everywhere you look and it's just one-sided as he says remember you're a conspiracy theorist anytime you ask for evidence which could threaten the ruling class this is the headline from Nash from Washington Post. Release the video <laughs> and Pelosi is what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, you could apply it to anywhere. Epstein, yeah. anything is mostly a way to extend the conspiracy. That's theory. exactly it. That's right. Such, so evidence now point. is conspiracy theory, literal evidence, because they don't like what like, how, you know, we already set this narrative to bed. So how dare you ask for more evidence to fill out your own opinion? You know, it's like these people are I think the crux of it comes down to they get pissed off when you don't just take their they're better than us they know more so how dare you question that my story wasn't full yeah. you know like they they think that they own or have the corner of the market on information and i'm talking about like the media level not the government yeah they, they own the science they own the truth now yeah, right? yeah. Like they, they own they own the media. i mean they they oh wait a minute i can't say they own the media. i can't be saying oh yeah can't say they own the media they don't well i just mean like this guy like philip bum here like these kind of people like you know i don't think they're truly informed personally but what's yeah. funny about it, though, is that they I think they're at a level where they're just so high on their own opinion of themselves that they just get upset when you're not just blindly. Because like, there was a time not very long ago when that was the case where you, they were like they said something and that stood and you had the, the screeching from the side, you know, conspiracy, though, they lied about this. But nowadays it's completely flipped around they, and they just can't stand it. And I, I, I love that. I love yeah. it because we have a right to question these things. Well, there's Ben Swan shouting this out. Go ahead. What's up? I was just I mean. <laughs> It seems like that's the inverse of the truth right there. Them them saying release the video is mostly a way to extend the conspiracy theory. Them not releasing the video is how the conspiracy theory is being extended. And that is basic logic right there. And you were covering it it the other day. You know, I mean, it's the same thing with the January 6th thing. It's like, okay, this is how this is how that we're we're over here in the dark, just kind of just feeling around, just throwing out ideas like like, hey, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one that planted the pipe bomb of the thing. You know that remember that one? I was like, no, you but didn't yeah, hear about that. Like no. there was like all this like shadowy footage of like some shadowy figure planting the pipe bomb, you know, mm-hmm. on the Capitol yeah. January 6th. And some people are like, that kind of looks like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And so they're saying that she's the one that is the pipe bomb planter, right? Yeah, just just uh, who knows all the crazy like the the young Turks and all these crazy okay, right, all these right, crazy yeah, I could have expected that. you know something like that right <laughs> and so and so hey I know <clears throat> I know a great way that we can get all like all can dispel all of the conspiracy theories and put them to bed release the footage right exactly all, all, like for twenty years we have been screaming that uh you know it was a missile that hit the Pentagon right and they're like no that's a conspiracy theory. hey I got an idea you got thousands of cameras all over the place mm-hmm. like why don't you just release the footage and put all these conspiracy theories to bed. But no, they don't want to do that. They won't do that because they want the they want the conspiracy out there. Exactly. They want they want all of the 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 murkiness, and they want to be able to demonize. Like if they didn't have the word conspiracy theory, they would lose 
so much ground. Like that, that, that is their one of their biggest things that they just bludgeon us with is yeah. the term conspiracy theory. So they have to have the conspiracy theory out there. That, so they can't put the information out there. Yeah. Well, it, not only does it allow it to continue, it also allows them to then name anybody who dares to poke past that as yep. that, you know, you are the problem. Yep. You know, so it, it's such a trap on both sides. And yep. I mean, this is my point though, again, the only people that can't look at that and be like, well, obviously, it's it would clear it up, wouldn't yeah. it? Are people that are invested in the lie for a thousand different reasons? Are people that are just too stupid to realize that the, you know they're just like, okay, well, they said so, so they're smarter than me. Yeah. You know, I there's nobody in the middle there. Like, there's everybody else is going to be like, well, yeah, this released the fucking video. It's just exactly. very, very clear. We'd exactly. see what happened, and then we would know. Yep. You know, and so Philip Bum comes out as an art a mainstream journalist with his job is to make is to make the most ridiculous ludicrous argument of all time that the obvious is not obvious you know and that's that's what they do today mm-hmm. I, that must be a terrible job mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> they yeah. must be you know they probably don't care they're probably sociopaths but anyway yeah yeah, yeah. i want to <laughs> well, see that speaking of good no go ahead good i was just gonna say i want to see the only th- i don't want to see it but i'm sure there were like the only fans footage exists of paul pelosi and this dude in the hand <laughs> yeah, right. that's what they were doing i guarantee right. it'll be a next next netflix special yes. coming out in three days yes for the record so, i yeah. don't want to see that footage but that footage exists release yeah, that right. footage well my, my joke being that netflix somehow magically has these things ready and like oh this thing just happened this crazy event we have a documentary coming out tomorrow oh, yeah, you know, exactly, like, huh? exactly. Like, wait, yep. wait a minute how oh, is that yeah. possible so, oh, yeah. don't think of it don't take too far into it here's an interesting thing i think you'll speaking of marjorie taylor green this i just thought this was hilarious I, I'm, I'm realizing now I really enjoy bantering with you about these things. And we're like, yeah. man, we haven't even got past the opening clips. Awesome. Great. <laughs> I love it. But so Marjorie Taylor green makes alarming promise about Ukraine. If GOP wins Congress, I just, what I'm first point for me, I love how, and this is actually perfect to overlap with the point I just made. These people, the, the corporate media, the failing corporate media, can't stand that people don't blindly take their word as gospel anymore. And this is such an obvious example of the Huffington Post telling you how to think about this. Not reporting, Marjorie Taylor Greene made comments about this. Here's what she said, going, this is the crazy, alarming, dangerous, outspoken, you know, whatever, yeah. alarming. Oh, is yeah. th- that's them inserting their opinion in the headline. So you go, oh, I'm supposed to be outraged about this. Let me see what she said. And cut to the chase. She dared to suggest that we shouldn't fund Ukraine. Oh, my God. What a terrorist. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about how ridiculous this is. So, first of all, I don't think I highlighted anything. I just... So what are your thoughts on Huffington Post trying to influence their opinions? And and just th- this is what is extremist today, not yeah. funding extremists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, like, has anybody sat them down and explained to them about the <laughs> the fact that, like, we're just like literal like that's their term, literal Nazis. That's their term. Right. Well, that's- but to be clear, just before you go past that, I've said this many times just to, in case you guys are still confused. I, I've gotten pushback on using that term. And, and remember the beginning of this, I was very, very careful with using because there's an exact meaning to that. Right. Yeah. But as I flush this out, speaking with people like Eva Bartlett, Vanessa Bealy on the ground, that there isn't. And then even using the uh, project aerodynamic reference of the CIA, there, this is, there is literal Nazi lines through this. Yeah. People that actually espouse the same ideology right down to the Michael Labed being the beginning of this to today. But there's also neo-Nazis and fascists. So you can say that there are Nazis here. Like that's not, you know, people just don't like the term because it's rightly so it's been wildly propagandized and they think you're like progressing an agenda. You know, I get it. You know, it's like saying sustainable and they go, Oh, it's like, come on. Sustainable is not a bad thing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nazi is a bad thing. And the point is it just, it means more than what they say. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, do they, do they know or do they just not know? I mean, or do they know and they're just choosing that this is, 
that they that they are in fact like they love supporting Nazis now or or what I just don't know, man. That's a good like, question. Like uh and, and and anybody that's pro war or pro continuing this war, like why can't we have the conversation that uh, you know, why don't we try to sit down and have a conversation about peace? If America is like this, you know, commanding force in the world, why can't we use that to try to just be like Hey, you two, it's like, you know, a parent. Hey, you two kids, get in here. Sit down. Figure this right. out, right? Like, Johnny, quit breaking his toys. Quit poking her in the, in the <laughs> stomach. Get over here. Sit down. We're not leaving this room until you two figure this out. Well, th- because Regine, what you just did right there, very, and this again, this is, I, keep, I can't help but keep coming back to this. Like, that's how remedial this comes to. And this is why the average person that's never even thought about this comes to the table and they go, okay, so here's the U.S. government pretending they're just trying to stop this peace and no war we want to stop but then you take you barely touch this topic and you realize oh wait a minute though they're in at all costs to make sure russia doesn't get what they they claim that they want which by the way is not even what russia at least says they want yeah so there's this interesting dynamic where the u.s has made clear what they want to accomplish and literally nothing else counts okay so that's not about peace at all that's about achieving your ends and claiming it's about peace okay how about this how about this how about we just sit down the executives (laughs) Of like Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, yeah, work Boeing, out. all these guys. No, we sit them down in a room and be like, look, guys, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to give you a trillion dollars every year. Okay. You divide it up amongst yourselves. You just keep it, but we're not going to be, you don't have to build anything. How about this? You guys don't even have to build anything. Like we're not, <laughs> we're not going to be, we're not going to kill anybody. We're not going to kill anybody else, but you can still get your money. How about that? Will that end the war? And they'll be like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Let's end the war. Bam, if that was deal. all it was about money. But yeah, it's that's not. What it, yeah, I mean, well, in regard to the to the merchants of death, right? But then yeah. we have to ask, you know, why they set up the the you know the operation and built Nazis, and it's about demonizing Americans and using it again. So you're sure. right, that would stop a huge central part of it. But I would argue they would easily find people willing to build weapons somewhere in the world. This is an easy way for them to launder money and yeah. do it through themselves. Yeah, right. We can oh, justify yeah. it. We can build it. We can make lots of money. And then while we're doing that, we can achieve our ends, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what I think. But it's a good point to make that these people have a very obvious incentive to make sure not only that it keeps going, but that they increase it okay, every yeah. chance they get. Or how right? about this? How about, how about this? How about we just, uh, we, okay, I'm all for the metaverse now. Like I'm fully <laughs> into the metaverse. Let's build the metaverse and then we can have all the war happen in the metaverse. And we don't have to do it in real. And real people don't have to die. No, that's a no? terrible thing okay. because now we're uh, now we're forced into the metaverse. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, only for war. Like, like we can just like put all the yeah, yeah. Either know. way, the point is ultimately that this is about progressing war, right? Yeah. And and then protect. And this is the, our comment to make about the people are standing up, going, "We're we're saving everybody except what they're doing is killing everybody." Those yeah. are the worst people on the planet. Murderers who are happy and open about their murder are bad people. Yes. But the person that does that and pretends they're doing it for good. It's just they, these are the psychopaths and sociopaths that are leading us. And this is the same idea. They're going, look, we're funding these people for yeah. peace. And this is why you got the people screaming at AOC and standing up and going, you're supposed to be anti-war. Obviously, they're not. And I'm glad they're finally seeing past that. But then they're overcompensating and be like, we're all going to die. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you know, somewhere in the middle there. Either way, they're seeing that these people are lying. I just think this is important to point out that, again, to bring this into context for the point that I had included for Nazi Germany. Right. Claiborne's over here going, the Republicans are bringing us towards Nazi. They're, they're recreating Nazi Germany. They're fascist. They're extremists. OK, Marjorie Taylor Greene is nothing if not included in this conversation about Trump's side. Right. She's the one saying we're not going to fund these fascists, Nazis, neo-Nazis, whatever. Yeah. The, even their argument has allowed some discussion about how that's happening. But 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 here's the reason it's not what you think. Fine. Whatever. Even though they're lying. 
Yeah. So she's the one saying we're not going to fund them. Wouldn't it make sense that if they, it just doesn't add up. And even more so, you're not funding a war. So in every way, she is the one doing less extreme things, you know, in this context, not, you know, whatever else. And yet they're framing her as the problem because she doesn't fund it. It's just amazing to me. The contradictions are literally everywhere, and it makes you laugh out loud. Wasn't there a stop arming terrorist bill? That was like a, wasn't that, yeah, that? Uh, yeah. Tulsi, Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard? They all voted the, against it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. See, funny. Mm. All sides, by the way. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, your, uh, your National Defense Act, NDA, like who, who votes for that every single year? Yeah. Both well, sides, don't, that point's really important because when, I, when we, we covered this at the time, it wasn't what you might expect. And this is what happens in the paradigm. Where they go, oh, well, there must have been something they weren't. No, no, there wasn't. You read the bill for yourself. I challenge everyone to go read this yourself. You will be blown away. Tulsi was all about screaming about this. It is literally like, don't, don't fund the extreme, you know, you know <laughs> it was exact. The extremists over here and the extremists over there. And they're like, no, check, no, check, no. That's because those people are part of the agenda. They are funding those people in Ukraine, in Syria. And both sides know that. I mean, it's as simple as that. And they just didn't publicize it. I mean, that's a great example. And it's crazy. Yeah. Now, to, to get past the opening here, last two points are we have the off Guardian tweet, just to include this for people to see, because this is still happening. We now have Scott Ritter, who was censored since Elon took over or somewhere around that time frame. David Icke, not to imply that Elon Musk, he's saying nothing's even happened yet. So give him that caveat. David Icke's now been censored. Uh, and now off Guardian was just censored. It says more Twitter censorship for off Guardian. Maybe Elon Musk isn't going to save free speech after all. Just read the article. It's important that we question this and stay objective because it's not happening on a lot of the partisan conversation. Yeah. And the last two points are about how this is real in real time. The censorship, the control of what we're allowed to say, exactly what's happening to David Icke right now. Right. I mean, it is everywhere. And it's not just stopping you from saying it. This is my I'm going to try to really closely catalog and watch how this progresses. But it's about going from, you know, that you're not allowed to say it. You're censored. You're kicked off platforms. But now we can't even let you sit in your home. Right. You're a threat for being in existence because you hold these dangerous ideas that are violence. And that's what we're starting to see inch forward. Really, David Icke is a good example of that. Like it's getting really dangerous. Bernie's tweet shares this clip. The, this bill that's going that's potentially about to pass in Canada means the government will have the ultimate power to control all content, censoring and suppressing all speech that doesn't agree with the state. And the next one gets into the more action. But we've already seen this taking place a lot of different places, especially in Canada and the UK and the United States. Uh, my question is for Mr. Uh, Goldberg, and you've expressed concerns echoing those of several other witnesses that have come before this committee in regards to user-generated content, and specifically to Section 4.12. And it's been an ongoing debate. The government continues to insist that this bill um, does not, you know, touch user-generated content, and we've had people arguing that there will not be attempts to um, manipulate uh, algorithms. Uh, But yet, as you stated in your testimony, we've had the chair of the CRTC himself who had a very different interpretation. Um, and, of course, we've also seen on the House side when it was time to amend the bill uh, an unwillingness on the part of the government to deal with Section 4.12 uh, or really put an end to this debate by putting in a clause that clearly states uh, that there, that excludes user-generated uh, content. And then we move on to, to other subject matters. So my question to you is why do you think it is that the government uh, s- simply ins- – does not want to be clearer on this issue. Do they think that nobody will notice? That's my first question. And my second question is, what do you think is the relationship between Bill C-11 and C-18 
that's right now before the House, and the online harm bill, uh, which is certainly down the pipe, coming down the pipe. I have some concerns. I'd like to know what your perspective is. Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for those questions. Uh, you know, I think fundamentally we have to listen to the very person who's going to be empowered by this bill if it gets through. Uh, the government's repeatedly saying that uh, user-generated content won't be regulated, but if Mr. Scott is the one who's leading the organization that's going to be regulating that very content, I think we have to take his, his word very seriously. And ultimately, the government repeatedly are refusing to acknowledge this despite the fact that uh, Mr. Scott says it will be regulated, I think indicates that the government wants to regulate user-generated content uh, because it could very simply and very easily, as you said, make an amendment, take that section out, uh, should it choose to do so at any time. And the government has been very insistent on leaving that in. So it's certainly a concern about government control. Um, as well as, you know, uh, Bill C-11 is part of a, a broad, a swath of bills that the government's introducing, C-18 with the Online News Act. We're going to see the Online Harms Bill. I think there's a long um, track record here of the government uh, introducing legislation that's not uh, properly thought out, that doesn't properly tend to the concerns that Canadians have about making sure that we have autonomy online, about making sure that the government doesn't interfere with our ability to access uh, things online, doesn't filter what we can and cannot see. Uh, we think this is all very concerning. C-18 is also very concerning. And so, you know, I would say this is this is the first bill of a pattern of bills that we're going to see. And I think it's just uh, a clear demonstration of, of a big rush on the part of the government, a fail, failure to consider properly how individuals and how Canadians want to freely access and be able to see what we can see online without the government influencing that. Uh, and I think these have to be taken very seriously. Now, we saw in, in Canada specifically, or no, excuse me, this was in the UK specifically, the the meme law. Remember that when that came out? The idea, this was essentially like the idea that you couldn't, you even like have like a Coke can sitting in the background. That okay. the Coke could theoretically be like, I see our can image in there, we, your video got shut down. Right? Oh, and th my point is simply they've been trying to do this from many different angles for a really long time. You know, so just nobody should question what the real objective is here. They're not out to try to protect you from from dangerous ideas. Like they're just trying to control the flow of information. And it's very it's very simple, in my opinion. Yeah. Here's another clip from uh, Russell Brand, Wittgenstein point puts out uh, talking about uh, PayPal and different things and censorship. I thought there's a couple of interesting points in here. And it says, and the United Nations on a database to block potential extremist content. So this is where it gets really interesting about not just an individual level, but overlapping that whole public, private, you know, world government mentality where they're going to say, oh, okay, we're going to do a master catalog from the UN and just say nobody's allowed to access these sites or these ideas. And, you know, and if it trickles down from a global, that's going to be much more difficult to circumvent. That's what I argue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that like any sort of U.S. policy is being formed at a global level. And I mean, that just seems like like these unelected officials somehow have some say in how we operate here in the yeah. United States. Like that we obviously have moved towards that. I mean, the whole covid world health policy, you know, the, the nature of everything is shifting to a more global perspective. But like that, we should be immune from that. Those policies and those things that they're doing elsewhere should not have any bearing on what's go goes on here in the United States. Period. Right. And this is just a simple concept of sovereignty and whether or not, you know, I mean, you could make that same argument for how Israeli politicians and Israeli government or any many different locations have influence on, you know, over 
too much influence over our policy and our direction. Yeah. Israel, more than any country in the world, yeah. Israel's government aggressively. I made this point all the time. I don't. I haven't looked in a long time, but when I did it, you could just look up like every bill in potent in in, in motion and search the word Israel. And it, like when I did it at the time, it was like half, literally half of what was going on in some way or another mentioned Israel. It's like why don't we think that's a problem? You know, like it's yeah. these are this is American dollars. But anyway, not to get pulled into the foreign policy point that they've been trying to do this for a very long time. But to your point, the overlap there is like, it could be seen that way. And I, I don't, I honestly don't know which way it is that it's a U.S. centric thing or that the U S government is just another entity involved in the world and ent- concept, you know, that it's the, it's either way, the question should be the individual asking why this is justified, right? Why the world entity has the right to influence what we're doing on a local level, you know, yeah. and that's concerning. Yeah. Here, here's the clip from uh, Russell Brand. Jim News and Mint Press News. At the same time, Facebook and Microsoft are working with several other web giants in the United Nations on a database to block potential extremist content. And this is on an article called America's Social Credit. Um, oh, I thought I had, I thought I, pretty certain I brought it up. I never, I guess I don't have it, so I won't waste the time. But here's the link, here's the name of it right there underneath. And you can see it says America's own social credit system. That's an article written by The Hill. <laughs> I mean, just think of it, it's just crazy how remember when that was fake news conspiracy theory like yeah. 13 seconds ago right yeah. now it's yeah. coming your way because we justified it because of fill in the blank, you know, to block potential extremist content, extremist, socially acceptable, just language, just words, just words closing in like an iron fist around your throat. The growth of such restrictions could create a system in which individuals who do not hold certain political views could be blocked from polite society and left unable to make a living. It's not polite to destroy people's lives. The potential scope of the social credit system under construction is enormous. It's it's boundless. The same companies that can track your activities and give you corporate rewards for compliant behavior could utilize their powers to block transactions, add surcharges, or restrict your use of products. Now, what this is, is the Hill putting themselves out as the one, like, trying to, you know, like, trying to defend, you know, this is what it could be doing. They always have articles like this, where they put it out, like the Great Reset, where they go, but here's where they might cross paths with your personal freedoms and then just go past that and go for, okay, but the, you know, that's a threat. Yeah. We all see that, but that's not, they're not stopping it. Right. That's the mm-hmm. point. That's just, they always voice these things. So you see it, you, that makes you feel like there's some kind of voice pushing back on this in the corporate conversation. It's not yeah. right. This is all rapidly coming out. And the Hill has written the thousand other articles that are far more you know supportive and going forward. It's just interesting to me. Yeah, you know, hill, at what the, point? Go ahead. The, the hill is an interesting anomaly in all this and the mm-hmm. whole conversation. So I don't know. What yeah. do you mean? How so? I don't know. Like it seems like the, on one day they're like really good on things, and the next day they're really like, "Whoa, dude!" Well, that's. I, I mean, think that's yeah, the way they're yeah. supposed to play this, right? Yeah. They want them. They want you to the average. They want the average person to think that they're on their side, yeah. and they're just weighing it every day. Yeah. You know, and maybe the individuals writing articles or the individuals in different positions are that or think that. Yeah. But we they're controlled down. We just went over this. Or I, I was briefly pointing at it in regard to the deep dives we just did. You know, yeah. There are now five companies that own literally everything we hear read everything you know and that's now five because viacom and cbs merged a while back right so five companies i mean think about crazy that is that's not a conspiracy theory right and then we know that vanguard and blackrock own predominant shares in most of those four if not five at all i mean so this is you could point easily out if somebody wanted to that could it's you could make something very clearly look a certain way because of that influence that's that's, we just don't want to talk about that because apparently it's racist or anti-Semitic to point these things out, which don't make any sense because they're trying to act like you're going wink, wink. Yeah. I'll quote Vanguard. No, we're talking about Vanguard and BlackRock. Right? Yeah. We're actually talking about the, what we're pointing at, you know, yep. just hilarious. What point does free speech make someone a target 
in this new system? Well, I'll leave it for you to discuss in the chat and the comments. Do you imagine this power would be misused? Do you imagine it would co-align with other abilities to capture data? Do you think an agenda would be? Yes. Now, the point was actually that I had to, I was just referencing the clip and I was going to go over the article, but I don't have it pulled up. So I'll, gra- I'll go grab it and we'll skip past it. But either way, the social credit score system, all this is all rapidly coming forward for you. And, and they're controlling the way that you think and talk. Right. And this is at a time when this is still being put forward. This is from the, Wa- the Los Angeles Times. Nice. This is from two days ago. Are the unvaccinated still a danger to the rest of us? Now, the question should be, were they ever a risk to anybody except our ego? Right yeah. or anybody oh, except our ego yeah. or our perception. The, 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 we now know, as a matter of fact, that these things weren't stopping transmission because they were never designed to. They yep. never meant to. They never study it. And I proved from the beginning that they weren't. Right. We now know that. So there's that's the main crux. First of all, there's no way you could you know the idea of transmission is their only main argument for why these things protected the flow, stopped you know saved grandma, all that stuff. Right. So if that's not the case, that's the first. You know, that's that kick one of the legs out of the table right there. Right. But then you have to ask whether or not this is even dangerous. Right. Is this more than the flu? Well, no, the information coming out right now. And you could argue Omicron versus the original. I still maintain that it was just an argument and the narrative. And I think the information shows in the very beginning that it wasn't dangerous. Yeah. In fact, we, you know, the, the nursing home overlap, the averaging it out, the PCR test, the flu combination, all these things speak to it not being severe. Yeah. Go ahead, you're say something? Well, I just, just this very first, I mean, yeah, go ahead. this very first paragraph is so hilarious because yeah, it yeah. Says, for almost two years, COVID-19 vaccine holdouts have been the objects of earnest pleading and financial induced, blah, 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 blah. But right here, they've missed weddings, birthday celebrations, mm-hmm. recitals. No, right. we're the ones that have been doing the weddings and birthdays and recitals. Exactly. Like we're the ones out there just like raw dog in life, as they say, you know what I mean? Without any care in the world. Like, dude, it's, we're not afraid of the air. You guys are the ones that are in your little apartments afraid of the air. Right. Well, we're out here living life and just thriving. Like I have not thrived and, harder than I have the last two years, man. Like it's just it's a it's been a beautiful last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Because I never stopped. In fact, we were this propelled us to go above and beyond. Above and Oh, so that so that, that just happened again somehow. It was only just recently. So I'm not sure how that keeps having me switch the audio back. Uh, multi-channel. There it is. There it is. Okay, apologies, guys. That is anyway, funny. so the point that I was getting at was that Pierce Morgan has been been the champion of this ridiculous argument from the very beginning, essentially arguing that 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 people that were uh, the uh, the uh, anti-vaxxers as he calls them were the ones that were scared and right. obviously um, there's a possible sure there's plenty of examples where somebody was concerned and that's why you know afraid of the dangerous injection but that's a valid for a fear first of yeah. all but the reality is we were getting into there is that most people that didn't do that weren't the scared ones they were going to the park they were going to their families yeah. meetings they weren't wearing a mask because they didn't believe it was happening and so he comes out and just pushing this because he's trying to hide their fear he writes this imagine being scared of having a safe well-regulated 
four-second vaccine shot when previous generations braved gunshots for years on end to save us oh, all from tyranny. Jesus. Was that really what was happening, right? Save us all. Anti-vaxxers are really a bunch of spineless P-U-S-S-I-E-S <laughs> for the family show. Yeah. So what's funny, though, is just that th- what you were just kind of getting at, right? Well, I don't know if you guys got my rant. I mean, you were no, 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 you did. You were rant. good. You were oh, good. It, it, okay. I, I didn't see that pop up until I looked okay. away. So you're good. All right. So the point was, this is what we were reading before, right? And the idea is that it's ridiculous to frame. Th- this is the example of the Los, An- Los Angeles Times painting the false narrative, right? Like they're, they're trying to push the perception that anti-vaxxers are scared. And that's the only reason this happened. They're the minority. We all know they're dangerous. They're the ones spreading this and getting people sick. None of that's true. And we've all seen this proven out. So let's go back to the article. Yeah. So for almost two years, COVID vaccine holdouts have been the obje- object of earnest pleading and financial inducements. Of course, they have to, where uh, was it? Earnest, excuse me, earnest pleading uh, of social media, shaming and truth campaigns. They've missed weddings, birthday celebrations, as Scott was pointing out. That's not true, right? Some of them, sure. By and large, people that weren't going along with this weren't the ones being restricted, right? No. It, was not, it was the exact opposite. Yeah. And even forfeited high stakes athletic competitions, well, there's, there's that you forced them in many cases, like uh, Novak, or is that what it is? Yeah, Novak. Joke Novak, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, uh, until last month, they were barred from entering the United States and so on. It goes on to say, now the unvaccinated are suddenly back in the mix. Now we've always been here. Exactly. They're dining in restaurants, rocking oh. out at music festivals and filling the stands, sport venues, right? It says they're, they mingle freely in places where they used to be shunned for fear they'd be a super spreader event. Wow. Now, what's funny about the way they're even framing it already is, you know why they're back in the mix last Angeles Times? Because the people you claim are the science have said this is okay now, yeah. right? So why are they so, they're all wringing their hands and going like, oh my God, because this is, they, they're building this. They want it to seem like mistakes were made. We'll get to a minute where they blame the lockdown mm-hmm. for everything. They're willing to take some kind of culpability in a very small way to blame us yet again. That's how yeah. this is spinning. Yeah. Well, we made a mistake, but you guys were the ones that didn't trust the, you know, the guidance, didn't get the injections. You're spreading it. Now, the next thing that comes back up, it's going to be like, well, it's your fault because you guys didn't do this, even though the government said you didn't have to. That's just my guess, right? That's what I see happening. Go ahead. Just keep going, man. Because okay. like, just like the title of the show alone here today, where we're, we're talking about, you know, um, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to get to all that. Right. But, but this up. assertion that this freaking doctor's making, dude, that's so insane. It is. No, it is. I mean, it, it really th- these are people just, again, trying to sell you on the narrative when the reality of everything is so blatant, so obvious. And even their people, whatever that means, people, the 30 percent that were willing to rush out and get their dangerous shot because they were told to, which is really what I think comes down to. The rest were forced, coerced. Yeah. Is even those people are not taking the bivalent shot. How do you, there's an only one way to see that they're going, I don't really know what the F is happening. I'm just going to pause. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. wait. So they're just trying to scream at everybody and hoping they can drive you into action. In my opinion. Yeah. It says it's as if they're no longer hazardous to the rest of us or are they? <laughs> This is so bad. This is back to like early 2021 rhetoric and where where we were talking about the 10 stages of genocide. This was the dehumanization. This was the the polarization. This was the starting back over again. Yeah, exactly. Right right back to the early, early 2021, man. And that's exactly why I was pointing at this. This is November 2021. But the same point of Piers Morgan basically saying they're scared. And that's why what cowards, you know, and it's like most of these people have gotten shots and will still, they just yep. don't trust this one. Yeah. You know, as most, many of them, some of yeah. them, it says, goes on to say, quote, clearly the unvaccinated are a threat to themselves. 
says Dr. Jeffrey Shaman. Cool. So it shows you that even if they want to play this dancing game, we're like, we're not sure if they're dangerous to you, but we want to sell you on the idea that they're dangerous, bad human beings that can't think for themselves. Like that, just we know they're a danger to themselves. Like that's the doctor's argument. Yeah. So why do you care? You guys want us to die anyway. So why well, do you even care? Just to be clear, he's not talking about the COVID part of this. Yeah. That's that's not what he's saying there. He's like he's he's kind of making a joke. Clearly, they're a danger to themselves, but we're not sure whether they're dangerous to everybody else. Oh, Basically, yeah. saying that we don't know how to think properly, oh, that yeah, we don't yeah, wear yeah, yeah. things right, yeah. that we don't. That's what they're saying. I see what you mean. Yeah. And he goes on to say, um, and he's an infectious disease expert. Ex- uh, specialist uh-huh. as the, it says as uh, recently as August that's basically all that's the quote they got right there as recently as August their risk of dying from COVID was six times higher fake news right again they're taking one CDC yep. thing that's already been torn to pieces by even other high level corporate outlets or even by other uh, scientific publications showing you that they completely cherry pick data I mean we've but we've torn this apart already but they just pick it up just like a saw gases children let's keep grabbing that old lie and selling you back what's wrong oh no, no i'm just okay. i'm just i'm just looking i'm uh looking up this uh jeffrey good, shaman guy and uh you want to jump in well I, so this is jeffrey shaman at the columbia university he's listed as a climatologist too of course uh, cli- he is climate that, why does that not surprise me? environmental health sciences institute of climate and society earth institute Director of the Climate and Health Program at good, Columbia good. University. So he's a climate climate <laughs> si- de- denier. <laughs> Use that against yeah. them. Yeah, but it says he goes on to say the danger to the rest of us is more of a debate. So even the art, the crux of the entire article is like, I don't know. Right, so that's this whole story. We don't know. So they write this entire article with that uh-huh. headline just to say they're stupid and dangerous because they just don't know how to listen to scientists. But we don't know if they're a danger to you though. Yeah. So what? Right. So again, like, where's your citation? Like, you, you just made a claim that it's uh, six times higher. Like, where's your link? Where's your source? What do you even? Oh, it is right. It there. is. What, it is. What, what is? Click on that. Yeah, what is we'll that? look at it. This is we've. This is exactly what you think. It's the same thing. Well, okay. th- actually, no. Th- I take it back. Yeah. Of course, they link to this broad page. If they were actual journalists at all, they would have linked to the actual discussion where they, there's there's a study that CDC has yeah. where they're talking about exactly that point. And we've gone over this on the show. Uh, Alex Bernison did a whole point sure. about it. Everybody has. It's terrible. But anyway, they probably link to it within this. That's the kind of garbage you get from okay. like spam sites. And this is yeah. what corporate media is now doing because they think they know somewhere inside they're dishonest anyway. Um, Sorry to sidetrack there. No, no, no. That's good. That's a good. That, that's a yeah. good thing for me. Remember, you should always do that. Yeah. Always yeah. go dive in and read through it. But it goes forward to say, when public officials impose vaccine mandates, the unvaccinated certainly appeared to pose demonstrable dangers to their communities. Don't you love? Certainly appeared to pose dem. That that is chi- cowardly sides. They didn't though, right? And that's the reality. We've seen this happen. That the spreading was five, three to four times higher in the in the vaccinated category. All these things, but they just go. It appeared to pose a risk because there's no actual way to to quantify that. Because in fact, it shows you that reality was, as we said, it's not. But it says state and local leaders sought not only to suppress spread of the virus, but also to prevent their healthcare systems from being overwhelmed, degrading care for all. The unvaccinated made those goals harder to achieve since they were more likely to become infected. See, this is what's funny. They were more likely to so-and-so because the study said, what actually happened, Los Angeles Times? Did they? No is the answer, right? And the data shows this because they've gone back and looked through this. We showed you with UK data, they were three to four times more likely. They were more in in Ontario, let's say. Mm -hmm. They were without fail, any moment you looked, 75% of the ICU, almost 80% of the general hospital beds. That was constant. So you you can look at the data and realize they just because you want to say they were more likely to so-and-so, the data shows you that's not even remotely what actually happened. 
yeah. but they just they're just towing the line. It's as yep. simple as that. Yep. U.S. officials had long hoped to vaccinate the American public into a herd of state immunity. Do you realize this has already been moved by people like Fauci? This wasn't because anti-vaxxers and so on. They just said, well, because of the way that these things are changed. The bottom line is they're still pretending this is your fault. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. You Because you didn't get an injection, we didn't reach what we were trying to reach. And that, they're trying to hang that on us, this albatross, like forever, right? They're trying to pretend like that's going to be forever your fault. That objective assumed a uniformly high uptake of vaccine across the nation. Basically saying, and, and realize, there's numerous places that have like 90 plus percent uptake they didn't get herd immunity. Can you explain that, Los Angeles Times? They don't care, right? It just doesn't matter. This is just your fault. You're a bad, dangerous anti-vaxxer. But none of that came to pass. About 30% of Americans have yet to complete their initial series of COVID shots, including the 20% who haven't gotten anything, which, and realize that's still the reality. And we're talking about people that were forced and threatened and coerced. Yeah, but weren't, weren't they just completely embarrassed back? I mean, this is like, this is like, rhetoric from 2021 right where we, we we shot this down like we used memes to completely destroy this argument like the meme was this is the first time in history where a pharmaceutical product was the 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 ineffectiveness of a pharmaceutical product was blamed on the people that didn't take it right, right. it's just like it's like they, didn't, they, we, didn't, this, we, didn't they, we dispel this Did this is your point i think this is what yeah. you were saying before is that they are this is the restarting the cycle yeah. again, right yeah. i really i think you're right like okay, so good thing I have all my memes saved in my phone. All I gotta right, do is right. go back to go back to like January or July, August of twenty twenty one, and pull out all my old memes and just right. like start blasting again. And we will don't worry, we'll handle this. We'll handle this in about a week. This will be <laughs> shot down. I just got to go back in my meme stash from about a year ago, and we'll get through this. It, no worries. When now. this kind of clumsy, kind of like static, you know, going back through the motions again, media yeah. starts to happen. Yeah. I get worried, like because it's not they, that. This tells me they don't really care what we know, see, or respond. It's about just keeping the, the they're setting the placements and yeah. that was something so they can initiate the next thing. What yeah. not saying Los Angeles times, obviously, but the people that are influencing this, the five companies yep, out there, sure. it says the longer the pandemic drags on, the more complicated things can get. And here's the crazier part, by the way, we're getting into the, the argument that st- we're going all the way back to the old argument, the classic that the unvaccinated are causing the variants. Like there's, they're, they're, this is, these things have been wildly shown up to be the case. People like Gert Vandenbosch, High-level experts have come out and been like, these are obviously the injections causing it. It says the steady waning of immunity raises the discouraging prospect that over time, people who are still called fully vaccinated will become indistinguishable from the unvaccinated. We're there right now. They're already being deemed, no, the unvaccinated in places like Australia because they don't have like their fifth or fourth shot. It's unreal unless they've received a booster. Until more Americans embrace booster shots, the unvaccinated will steadily swell the ranks of the vulnerable. My no, 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 God. No, 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 the undervaccinated. Oh, excuse me. That, you're, I'm glad you said that because that's the important part. The undervaccinated. Right. This is the point that I clipped with Biden. Yeah. They're admitting now the majority of people that are dying are people that are not fully vaccinated. The pe- they're people with booster sh- with shots in their bodies. Yeah. I mean, there, that's you could argue it's because that there's only 20 percent of people that don't. But I don't even know if that's even accurate. Yeah. But either way, wouldn't that mean that the 20 percent should be just like aggressively show? It's not like no. this is my point about the Republican thing. They're not just dropping like flies like they keep pretending they would if they didn't get these shots. Yeah. Yet here's Biden and Fauci and Walensky and like literally everybody getting sick. Yep. Hard not to see what's going on. But well, the under vaccine is the important part to finish this off. It says the country's mainstay vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna, do not construct a force field around recipients that shield them from ever becoming infected. So it doesn't work. <laughs> They're trying to make it sound like some ridiculous cartoonish thing. You still get sick is the point, nor do they prevent a person with a breakthrough infection from spreading the virus to others. So it doesn't stop transmission. You can still get sick. That's the point we keep getting at. So how does it protect grandma? 
But the unvaccinated and undervaccinated are almost certainly playing an outsized role. Now they're conflating them, you see. So now it becomes the, the undervaccinated, people with shots in their body who are exploding with variants and problems, are just getting lumped into this unvaccinated category. You know, and that way they can make it seem like it's all the problem. And they'll eventually just call them unvaccinated, you see. And it, it tapers right back into the way it started. Um, and it says uh, exactly how much is hard to pinpoint. So they don't know is the point. Finally, there con- there's concern that unva- unvaccinated and undervaccinated Americans could accelerate the emergence of new variants. And there you go. So all they're doing now is, is, is slowly stepping into what we've always been saying. How okay? Didn't didn't Fauci scream at us that it was only the unvaccinated that causing variants that the people with injections weren't? Yeah, they just said it. They just said, well, now it's both. How can that be possible? Fauci was either lying or he was wrong. What do you What do you think? You have a choice. You have an opinion. Oh, God. Both. Well, both. I mean, it's always both. It's always both. <laughs> they're, they're they're wrong and they're lying, man. Well, it's right there, plain as day. So now yeah. they're telling you that the undervaccinated and the unvaccinated will lead to variants, which proves to you that at the very least, it's always been people with shots also doing it, but that's not the case. You can see by correlation, as well as just historical discussion of leaky vaccines and other things, it is the people with the injections that are continuing to spread it that cause this to explode. That's what the leaky vaccine really ultimately is. Mm-hmm. But it goes on to say, some of which are bound to be even more transmissible or more adept at evading existing COVID vaccines. You notice that they don't ever even talk about how dangerous it is anymore. You notice that yeah. because these things are in, based on the logic of how these variants work, like Gert Vandenbosch points out that they, they get more and more less dangerous. Right. Yeah. And so the idea is that all they can say is more transmissible. It spreads faster. We're all going to die, but not really, you know, it's like they just want you to be scared and that's what they're going to be saying today. Either or both would cause new waves of transmission and illness. While it's a theoretical possibility, the unvaccinated are not prolific incubators of genetic variants. Yeah. Think about that. That's, this is very interesting. People with immune system differ, deficiencies are much more likely to develop the long-running bouts of COVID-19 that can spawn new variants with concerning mutations, and most of them are vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, that that's, should be shot based on the, the first part of this article is arguing something that argue, that puts it on the unvaccinated. That statement right there challenges everything Fauci's been saying. It challenges everything they're talking about. They're admitting what we've been saying. It's not the unvaccinated. It's very clearly by and large people that are what, you know, vaccinated and have those problems. They're only making this caveat now because they're arguing that the people with immune problems are the ones they got vaccinated first. Therefore it created a situation where now it's the vaccinated causing most of the variants, but not before, but that's not true. Yeah. You see my point? That's kind yeah. of what they're trying to do here. And I don't think, and I know that's not the truth. It says, and as the unvaccinated are joined by ever larger numbers of people who are under vaccinated, surges become a more plausible prospect. And here we go all over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I see it going. It's crazy, man. And you know, <clears throat> we, it's, it's a common thing, you know, for, for our side of the argument to like point out, you know, people who, you know, are very strong proponents of vaccination. And then all of a sudden we get a report like, Oh, then they died. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just something mm-hmm. we point out, we point out, they do that too. You know, have you seen some of these websites or some of these uh, Facebook pages that uh, really like celebrate uh, oh, yeah, anti-vaxxers yeah. dying? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, like, it's like, bad. And so like we're, we, 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 we talk about it in, in the sense that it's like, you know, it's not like we're like, well, ha, 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 this person died. It's like, you know, dude, this is like the reality of the danger of the situation. Oh, yeah. But a lot of these, like one of them's like, sorry, anti-vaxxer.com, right? Yeah. Where yeah. they like, they like just prop them up and just like almost just rub it in your face. It's very Absolutely. Dark. It's dark yeah. and it's really, and then there's the Herman Cain awards on Facebook. Um, you know, people who are pro 
pro uh, vaccine, you know, risk awareness, blah, blah, blah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, uh, and all of a sudden they die from whatever. And then they, they just rub it in their faces, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's, what's crazy about it though, is that, you know, that is being censored in reverse. It's yes, exactly. Right? So exactly. it's being allowed, you're allowed exactly. to make fun of the people being hurt, yes. the, you know, that way. Yeah. But what, what's frustrating about it though, is that they, you know, it's just, it's vitriolic. It's bad. It's bad human beings yeah. that are relishing in the pain of other people. And, you know, just because people like what's funny is it contradicts their own, contradicts their own arguments anyway. Right. Because mm-hmm. you could argue in reverse. Well, they would be like, well, just because people die who are vaccinated doesn't mean the most of them are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same thing. That's a fair point. Yeah. But even though that is what's happening and you can yeah. prove it with more data, they don't care about it reverse. You could make the same point. Well, just because they didn't get it and die, does that prove that everybody is? No, yeah. but they don't care. Right. It's just, yeah. it's just, there's such a one-sided e- energy here. And that's what's so obvious to people, I think now. Yeah. And here's the point to go forward on this. Did you, sorry, I didn't mean to, did you No, have that, okay. that was it. That was yeah. I guess really the only thing is like, when you look at these sites too, they really try to lay it on the fact that they're like Trump, MAGA, of course. conservative, Blah, blah, blah. You Despite know what I mean? the fact so, that I know numerous, I mean, easily half the people that I've spoken to, you know, vaccine injured. I mean, well, the truth is that's what's even, that's what's interesting about it. These are people that are very clearly being hurt by this and then digging in and saying, okay, no more. I'm going to fight against these. Most of those people are Democrats yeah. or at the very least aware of the illusion, yeah. you know, because the most of the Republicans, I argue, most being hard to define, didn't get the shot. I mean, somewhere uh, in there, you know, or didn't get more than one. Sure. I mean, I, I think so to a large degree, to a large degree. Unless you I, I only, to, unless most you... can mean like barely over 50 percent. I just mean yeah. like there's a, you know, if you had to slant it somewhere, I think the Republicans got less than Democrats. Oh, I yeah, yeah, fair. yeah. I would right. say so. But uh, like the, the category of that, that I'd say if you listen to the daily like Ben Shapiro and if you're a oh, real yeah. hardcore Trump supporter, then you're taking the shot. So totally, totally. Except now when he goes, we were lied to. <laughs> You see that? Oh, well, Shapiro. Shapiro, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I'm just making fun of him because, yeah, exactly. well, we somehow managed to know what was going yes, on. I love, Why I love, don't you, journalist, dude, know who was, you know, that, you were was, listening to them? Yep, I had that written down as a clip to clip for you, man. Like, that's such a good point. It's like, no, now you're now you're allowed to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Now the, it's it's shifted. Now well, the political winds have allowed you to maybe start leaning that direction. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, well, there's two ways to look at this. And we can, let's, we can flesh out for one quick second. Is yeah. You know, so is it is it? You know, ultimately, in your opinion, do you think that he is now towing that line because somebody was gave him the go ahead? Or do you think that he is just that, you know, doing his job and and the flow of information? Suddenly he saw it because he just never actually looked past what they were telling him he was supposed to be looking at. It's tough to say. It's tough to say. Your whether, opinion. You were yeah, guessing. We're uh, guessing. You know, I, I believe that there are some, you know, there's approved narratives. And once you reach mm-hmm. a certain point, you're allowed to switch mm-hmm. your views. It's kind of like a Joe Rogan thing too. Like, Oh, well, if Joe's like now allowed to like say a certain thing. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. That's just my, my the, take the only, on it. The only reason I think like he, and again, we're guessing like Ben, Ben Shapiro had, has always been in like a, a contentious role, like on the right. Yeah. So it's an odd situation for him to be pulling the, you know, towing the vaccine line. Yeah. It's certainly possible, yeah. but I just something about it for me, it added up with the same kind of thing I see in, in some of these personal circles I have where there's very intelligent people. I mean, Ben's a smart guy. Yeah, I, I disagree sure. with him aggressively on a lot, but he's an intelligent person. And the point is that, that you could see how he might have been convinced that he was being an intelligent person by trusting what the CDC was putting out. Yeah. And so when we come out and go, 
fake. Here's what's killing people. He looks and goes, I just looked at it. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. And with this smug Ben Shapiro style, shouts people down for looking at and saying things that he's just now going, oh, they lied to us. And maybe still hasn't even understood that that's why he got tricked because he maybe. blindly looked. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. I genuinely think there's some of that happening, whether that's Ben or not. Yeah. You I know? mean, that's, that's one of the things they say is like, you know, most of the time people are just dumb. Like they're not malicious. Like it mm-hmm. may be perceived as them being like, horribly evil ignorant as ignorant. opposed to dumb because dumb i would say is more yeah, of like you know yeah. be, choosing ignorant, to be ignorant ignorant as opposed to evil you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. i i am a little bit more jaded and i'm like i think that this is like deliberate like attacks mm-hmm. you know whereas it could be just you now they just don't know so maybe he's just waking up maybe he's just got a big another big red pill or something I don't maybe know, but, maybe I'd, i hope but, he realizes that <laughs> but i i have a hard time believing that i do too yeah. i do too that's i just i genuinely think there's probably both but i think that at the end yeah. of the day it's a good point to wake someone up to maybe watches a show. It's yep. like, well, clearly people who just barely asked questions past the surface were like, obviously that's not true. And he just yeah. took him three years to be like, Oh, we were lied to, you yeah. know, it's just like, I can't help but make fun of that, you know? Yeah. But so here, here's the, here's the bivalent shot. You have, you have a point. Oh, it was just, it was just ahead, your point, your whole point of that, which is mm-hmm. the best point out of all of it is like, okay, so, you know, you're at the top of the food chain in the alternative media. You have the best, you have a whole team of researchers. Mm-hmm. You have like all this, these resources behind you and you're, you're proposed, supposedly a smart guy. How did we know? How did you know? How did I know in May of 2020 right. that this is going to be like, how did we know? And you somehow just figured it out. Because that's, that's why it's we bullshit. read the source material. Yeah, and that's why it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, but that you got to finish it with that because we just looked yeah it's as simple as that like it's not some magic scenario we just uh, he looked at what the cdc put out we looked at that too and said what did they look at right there's another level to that there's three more levels to that and you know this you do it every day right we we look at the source material we break it down and even then we question that what did they do what the research what are their connections what's their financial there's so many levels to it and sometimes more often than not, you end up going, well, we don't know. Yeah. They're not okay with that. People want answers, right? Sure. Especially with the big level. And you, you know, you promote that kind of mentality and people want you to give an answer. Yeah. I'm okay saying, or, I don't know. Or if by default, if they reach that conclusion, we don't know, then they just go with the establishment narrative exactly. by default, by default. Okay. If we don't know, then by default, it has to be what the government's mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so here, here's the point on the shots, just kind of coming back from the point here about are the unvaccinated still a danger to us and saying, well, get the shot, get the shot, get the booster. You know, the reality is, as we've already covered, just to reiterate the point from this tweet, Common Sense MD points out the bivalent mRNAs have not been shown to be more effective than the obsolete original. And that means dangerous then. If they're, if they're as good as that shot, that means they kill people, right? So let's be real about how dangerous that means. And this is, I'm seeing in my own practice patients who've gotten the bivalent four to six weeks ago and are getting COVID now. Now, this is just a doctor who is probably promoting these things, who's just simply pointing out that he's saying that at best, they are just the same. And this is what we've been telling people because they're based on a genetic code scenario that is not being tested on people. It's a platform. They're pumping these things out. They didn't go through proper testing. I mean, the problem is that it's on top of all of that. It's not even working better than they said it did. But then it also comes with the, you know, the baggage, all the possible things that are happening to people and it's hurting people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons, and I just want to play this because this is an important point being made. um, This, uh, Oh my God, I'm suddenly um, I've interviewed him. Mercola. Is that Mercola? No, no, no. no, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to no. play it. I'm, I'll, I'm going to. I forget his name like, off the top of my head. I know. It but is. let's play the clip, and I'll, I'll get. I'll explain it afterward. But so this is an important clip in regard to the HIV part of this. In regard to he, he's essentially claiming that he's proven 
that this was inserted into what's happening. Now, I know there's a lot of people that have different opinions, but just listen to what he has to say, because he he's, he's in an intelligent person, an expert in this conversation. And he has a lot of beliefs that are kind of even challenged like the other expert field in this. And Fleming. We, Fleming. Thank Fleming, you. Yeah, Fleming. Yeah. I've interviewed him. Um, I believe Taylor has a lot yeah. of he's, he was he's an on, interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah. So listen to what he has to say. I think this is pretty important. Three things to look at. There is what's known as HIV glycoprotein 120, which is a part of the HIV virus. We have the papers that show that Xi Zeng Li of Wuhan Institute intentionally inserted that into the spike protein to make the virus, the coronavirus, infective. There's also something known as a PRRA insert. Which, by the way, that's gain of function or EPPP research, right? That's what they're doing. And it shouldn't be shocking to hear that, right? We, we keep seeing examples of this in the rear. What Boston just did that, right? They keep doing this all around and saying it's for your own benefit. Yeah. So the fact that we would, they would balk at admitting that now shows you how dangerous all this stuff is, right? Yep. Like it's, th- that makes sense with everything else they're doing, right? But they're like, no, no, not that one, though. That's fake news. It's interesting. And so those four amino acids of which there's three nucleotide bases, which are the genetic code for them for each one. That's 12. That insert is called a furin, F-U-R-I-N, insert. And no other coronavirus on the planet has that. That insert is critical to make this spike protein infective in people. And the U.S. government just happens to own the patent for it. The other thing is that not only is the glycoprotein 120 a prion, so a prion is mm. something that when it comes into your body, changes your proteins so they become abnormal. And Prion's disease like ALS, Alzheimer's, that kind of stuff. And classic diseases that people are aware of are hematocytal disease and Alzheimer's disease. And those like are eating human prions. Meat? It turns out that not only is the glycoprotein 120 a prion, but very much like a box, if you step on it, you'll change the rest of the shape of the box. When the PRRA inserts and the glycoprotein 120 are inserted into the spike protein, they change the shape of the spike protein compared to other coronaviruses. And it turns out that that spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 is a prion. You can find the grants that paid for the research that led to this happening. One of the patents is for the express purpose of altering, changing, genetically changing the spike protein on coronaviruses. Now, I don't know how much clearer you have to get than patent, federal funding, genetically changing spike protein to coronaviruses. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just dumbfounded by the fact that we don't already have these guys in prison, but we're going to get there. Boy, it's interesting, right? Now, what, what's uh, right out of the gate, obviously, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are like, oh, well, viruses don't exist, right? It's that right pushback. And it's fair, fair enough. It's certainly an argument to be included. But before we jump the gun and just dismiss everything he's saying because insert that argument, hear what he's saying and realize that he could just like. Yeah, it just happened again just now. Right? That's it. Just right as we're going, it just happens, right? But we're good. We turn it back. But so the, the point was. That, you know, for those that are from that. Hold on, sorry, we're having some weird audio glitch. Let me pull it back. So my point is, guys, so I can get this set up. That 
for those that are arguing from position of there is, you know, the viruses don't exist and so on, right? Which is a fair point to, you know, that's, I, I'm on the fence. I mean, there, I think there's an yeah. argument needs to be fleshed out. It could simply be that somebody who's arguing from his position, you know, let's just say you're right, that they don't exist, could be arguing that something and they just misinterpret what that thing is, right? That's all, there's all these different varying parts. We just need to be objective and hear what the conversation is before we dismiss Saying I was sitting, I'm cutting in and out, but I think that was from what just happened. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but before we dismiss the whole argument or, or the, the the points around it, right? So that's all I'm saying. So listen to what he's saying in that concept and argue that. So what? So what? The, what's the patent? Like, first of all, the possibility that all of it's a lie and it's meant to trap you in the idea that we're in this. You know, certainly possible. I don't necessarily think that's what's happening. So he believes this, and he's a patent, and the government has it, and it's very interesting. The HIV overlap. We've had. Uh, Luke Montagnier come out early on and say it's undeniable that there's HIV in this, right? So if that is what they're seeing and they aren't part of some big grand lie, what does that mean? You know, like what does that mean in the context of either that there are viruses and it means this or that there aren't and it's being misinterpreted as bacteria or whatever else? Ultimately, it's culpability. There is some kind of toying and manipulation going on here. Call it a virus, call it whatever you want. And there is paper trails there. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of, it's almost impossible not to see this for either a big grand delusion to draw you into the virus is real, which I'm just not convinced is what's happening or they're being caught in real time with some yeah. level of manipulation. I think that's interesting. What yeah. do you think? Or just, you know, also just around the fact that you're not allowed to question it. You're called crazy conspiracy theorist. If you question like any sort of origins, like if it's, if it's a lab leak viral or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. you're not allowed to question it again, like you're a conspiracy theorist or you're crazy or you're a domestic terrorist or, you know, or, or they're passing legislation or forming committees or councils to, to stop people from saying this stuff or making social media posts. Like why, why, why can't we talk about it? Why can't we get to the bottom of it? Why of can't you release the footage? Well, come on, release the right, footage. Right. Exactly. Figure this out. Of course, you know, this is the point as always is that if, of course you have the right to argue these things and say, this isn't real or that, you know, that anything, you know, yeah, like you can go join the wildly ridiculous birds don't exist movie. You can do whatever yeah. you want, right? Yeah. Go out there and join whatever you have the right to say those things. So here's an interesting overlap, by the way. You know, why aren't they scared about that movement? Right? Yeah. Why don't they censor those people? Because it's ridiculous. Because it's obviously meant to be a weird. You know, is it possible? Anything is possible, right? Sure. I mean, is you know, we I don't even get into that. It's a fun conversation to be like, could it be? But yeah. the point, nonetheless, is that they don't. They're not scared of that. They censor what they're concerned about. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. As David Icke is pointing out, the no. reason they censor him is because he is challenging people to think differently, and that's what they're scared about. Right? And I think it's so obvious. But in in general, I think that what all of this amounts to is that there is there's obviously something going on. They are playing God right now. They're tweaking and toying. Like I genuinely think that it's not just what happened with the shots or anything else. That we're in a massive experiment, a social experiment where they're yeah. seeing what they can get us get away with and push us into, and in which is like a precursor to what they're driving us toward. Right? I really believe that. And so whether we're talking about the HIV part of it or anything else, I think it's just about you know seeing what happens and don't really care about the consequences, whether it's self-spreading vaccines, any of that stuff. And then this brings us to the idea of whatever is ultimately happening. You can't deny what's happening with the excess death. You just can't deny that. And now they're now even being forced to kind of acknowledge that this thing is happening, this unprecedented monster of excess death. It's not COVID related. And they're just going, well, lockdowns probably. So giving us a bone. Oh, you were right about the thing we censored you for all this time. And it was lockdowns hurting people, but now it's passed and we're done. So let's all move on amnesty, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. what's happening here, except that this is unbelievable and it's not lockdowns. That's not 
possible. Yep. It's not because they're un. most of it is the SIDS and SADS kind of stuff, where the, which means they don't have a diagnosis. So it wasn't cancer or something else that got out of control. It's something happening. We can't explain it. So interesting. So first, before you comment on that, the point was Finland admits that 40% of reported COVID deaths had nothing at all to do with COVID, but where impossibly is what the actual article says. Instead, more incidental positive tests with 30 days of death from another cause. Exactly what we've been saying that we were censored, not we as just us independent media in general, were censored for making this argument. I mean, very recently. And now they're admitting that, yeah, well, that's that happened. They're saying possibly for the percentage. This happened for sure, possibly by up, up to about 40%. Here's the article. Finland's COVID death toll could be exaggerated by 40%. And it's exactly what we've always been talking about. Yeah. PCR tests and so on. What do you think? I mean, I love how we always have to go to different countries to get this data or get this information. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, good on them. If they're, if they're willing to like take a look at their data and maybe just like reexamine it, that's great. You know, like your coverage of like Finland. And uh, I feel like some came from, I feel like Finland has been covered a lot. Some of it from Canada. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other countries like Australia? Where are we getting some information? Oh, well there's, I mean, yeah. uh, UK, 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 Scotland, Scotland. UK. That's what right. Scotland. Scotland. That was England. the other big one. That was the other big one. Yeah. You know? Alberta, Finland, but it's over so, New so, South yeah. Wales. Yeah. All these so, places. So we're getting this data. Like it's, it's popping up. And I don't know if that's a reflection of these governments, like actually being objective and looking at this data and being like, Oh gosh, maybe we made a mistake. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, but man, we're probably not going to see that happen anytime soon around here. Right. I remember there was a time where they changed the total comorbidities, but it, it trended mm-hmm. in the direct uh, higher. Like it turned out to be way higher a number of comorbidities here in the United States. Right. So good on them. If they're, if they're reexamining their data, um, but well, yeah, this yeah. this is the well, and we'll get to it in a minute more. But this get this kind of stuff like this is what they're doing. Like so, th- this is the kind of this again. I think what you just pointed as the point it speaks to a a like insurmountable level of dishonesty to where yeah. the only time you'll even get the sliver of truth is when they could bury it in something else like this and be like, well, yes. Yeah. Finally, we'll let you mit a, a fraction of the argument. So yeah. lockdowns did work bad, maybe, yeah. even though they're planning them right now for COVID, yeah. for everything else in the future, which doesn't make sense. But by saying, okay, the, it wasn't our fault. We did what we thought was right. And the lockdowns caused all the stuff we're looking at. Right? Yeah. That's the well, best you're going to get from people like this. Yeah. And just because, just tying it back to the amnesty discussion, like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's like a triggering thing, like a huge triggering thing. And if you guys want to see how triggering it is, I made a cool meme. It's on my Instagram <laughs> at Rebunk News. It's on the Telegram, t.me forward slash Rebunk News. Give me a follow, you know, while you're out there. But, you know, shameless plug. But, you know, okay, but now good it. stuff. But now good stuff. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see what I'm talking about, that amnesty yeah, meme. Please do. But you know what? Okay. So if you guys want to talk amnesty, I'm willing to come to the table. I'm an adult. You want to talk amnesty? Okay. Then you come correct on everything, mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. If you can come correct, like literally like Rachel Maddow, you can come sit down at the table here. If you want to come on T lab, <laughs> Rachel Maddow, I invite you personally, come on the last American vagabond and be like, okay, yes, I was sorry about everything. The vaccines are killing, it never happened. killing people. The spike proteins are you know, causing all kinds of issues. Like children are dying. Children are getting myocarditis. We're sorry. We're sorry. Mask de- did nothing. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the lockdowns caused absolute devastation and destruction. People with like 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 addiction issues went through the roof. Like hey, Rachel Maddow, if you want to come on the Last American Vagabond and come correct on all of that stuff, then yes, you will be granted amnesty. But until then, I'm pretty fucking far from yeah, amnesty. Yeah. Excuse me, sorry, yeah, family friendly. I slip sometimes too. What, what's funny though is that it's what's it, what's important. I think the amnesty conversation is is very enticing, right? Yeah. Like 
I didn't even, you guys saw, I have, I, we went over the article, I mentioned it, but I really, I wanted to go through that tooth and nail and go through that, you know, very, because it's, it's, it's enticing. You know, you want to take, in a way, it's bait. You want to take that and be like, no, you know, they, it's almost like they want you to, they, they see like the January 6th analogy. Yeah. They see them as what they're painting them as. Yes. They, they set the trap and they were like, that's not going to happen. Right. So they, they didn't get what they wanted because they underestimated them. Same thing here. It's like, they want us, they see us as these disgusting people that just want to hurt and attack because that's what they are. They're projecting. So when we didn't jump, I mean, I, when I hope that we don't overcompensate and like, I keep trying to caution people, don't take the bait, be better than them you know, at, demand accountability and say no to what they're saying, but don't turn around and hate your neighbor because like, here's the point. Atlantic put that article out. Yeah. Your neighbor didn't call for amnesty, okay. right? They, you know, they didn't, I'm not, I'm not saying to you, no, like, I no, agree with no, you. No, but My point is that we need to be careful about how we're framing this. Cause right now in the, in the, the, the two party paradigm conversation, it's the Democrats are calling for amnesty and F no. Cause they're all going to prison. Like that's the kind of, yep. and it's a little bit hard. I'm like, Ooh, okay. It's, I can see how that's being used. Check this Again, out though. Right? Check this out though. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would, I just thought just occurred to me. They knew exactly what they were doing. The Atlantic, the yeah, Atlantic. Mm-hmm. They knew I agree. Exactly that's why I said to use doing. the word amnesty specifically. Yep. They knew exactly government pardon. They knew exactly what they were doing because if you think about it, man, like their biggest fear the worst thing that could possibly happen to them and the narrative, their agendas, everything, their big plan, their big global takeover, the new world order, the worst thing that could possibly happen to all of that is for us to come together, mm-hmm. for both sides to come together and have any sort of mutual common ground, any sort of reconciliation. Right. That could be the worst thing that they could possibly do. So they had to drive this wedge in between us by throwing, oh, out, that's there, a great point. throwing out there the soft idea of amnesty. But then in the language of this supposed amnesty, mm-hmm. they're saying, well, what we need to do is we need to re re reevaluate the language we used around vaccine so that we can increase vaccine uptake. Like that's literally what right. it said in the right. thing. We need to figure out a way that we can increase vaccine. And so they knew that we would be drawn in. Oh, vaccine amnesty. Okay. What are they saying? Are they coming correct? And then we read that line about, we need to increase vaccine uptake. We need to readdress the language, like all that stuff. And they knew that we were going to be like, ah, oh, these bastards, you know, these like, what a cheap shot. And so they had to like, they, they had to really just make sure that we don't, Oh, I, they, that we don't come together. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting there is I've made this point the whole time about how it's never been partisan. Like right at, early on, it was very clear that they were desperate to make this a partisan, partisan thing. Yeah. But like you even pointed out, the whole vaccine with Trump's warp speed screwed everybody yeah. up. And yeah. so there's Republicans that were like aggressively pro-vaccine and there are yeah. ones that didn't and, and vice versa. There are plenty of Democrats that were like, whoa, we're what not about medical freedom. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. we care about medical freedom? And so it got yeah. all muddled and confused. I think what you just pointed out, is very important. They essentially with one article drove it into being a partisan thing again. Yeah. M- maybe. Yeah. And I do think people took that bait. It's because like I said, it was enticing. Yeah. We all wanted to jump on it and be like, F that. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No you know, way. And they, like they think they would. That's what they did. That's what they did. If they would have wrote that exact same article and said, Hey, you know, maybe we do need to, maybe the, maybe the evidence is coming out that these vaccines weren't as oh, effective yeah. and maybe they are kind of dangerous. Like, if they would have said that, I'd have been like, Whoa, yeah, let's sit down. Let's talk this out. Let's figure this out. Because that's what we've always wanted. Yeah. Right. That's, that's yeah. the truth. I mean, yeah. to be honest totally, about this. Totally. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, I was going to say something there, and I just blanked on it. But anyway, let's let's continue forward. Damn it, there's something important there. Mm. Oh well, we'll get it. Yeah, no, there's, it's just always it's it's so I, I enjoy the dynamic of being able to go back and forth with you on these things. It's yeah. important. Or fleshing out these ideas, like these yeah. are, these are ideas that were right. like I wouldn't have come up with that if we have, wouldn't have been having this conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. Okay, well, let's bring this back here. Let's let's wrap up the uh, the excess death part of this. And so this is really important. As just so the point was the article we were at is that, and this is just one location. So that's the first part about this. Is imagine what's a and th- th- this problem doesn't is not unique to Finland. 
right? That's the important. They're talking about the PCR test issue, the false positives. I mean, the whole thing, right? So if that's happening here, and it is, like you read it for yourself. We're not going to go deep on it today. We all, we know this. I mean, the PCR test discussion has been fleshed out a thousand times on this show alone. It's happening everywhere. And that's the reality. As, is it, it was never meant at 50. It's a coin, it's a coin flip. We even just saw peer-reviewed science from, uh, from IPAC about this very same thing right? That it's essentially a coin flip. And so what they're finding is a vast majority has been ma- manipulated. So around the world, we know that the PCR test was part of what created this. I, I argue they knew this and that's why they used it, taking it back to the 2007 epidemic that wasn't the, the whooping cough thing. The New York Times wrote about it. I keep referencing it. They knew this test could be used to make that happen. An illusion from whole cloth, which speaks to the larger point about how this might not even really be there, yeah. right? That's important. Yeah. Now, here's, an, here's a part of GB News pointing this out, that as of now, the excess death in England right this moment is higher than at the peak during COVID-19. And yet still, we're baffled. We're confused. We don't understand what's happening. I mean, it's just painful. It is really painful. Yes, moving on. From the Office of National Statistics show that excess deaths in England and Wales are now currently running higher than during the COVID pandemic. This is a big story, ladies and gentlemen, an absolutely massive story. Health affects us all. It affects us, well, probably arguably a bit more than what's going on in the channel, frankly. But throughout October, there have been an average of 1,564 extra deaths per week compared with a weekly average of 315 in 2020, 1,300 in 2021. Let's just break this down for you. More people are dying, excess deaths, than they were during the pandemic. And experts are now warned that some deaths have been caused by, oh, shock horror, collateral damage from the pandemic, as well as the huge backlog of people waiting for treatment. There have also been concerns about the general public simply not seeking help. They're worried about overstretching an already overstretched NHS service. I had a professor on before, a doctor, an oncologist, who said in no uncertain terms, that he could see this coming a mile off. When we locked down and we essentially shut the National Health Service down, turned it into the National COVID Service, this was blindingly obvious that this was going to happen and it was the wrong approach to do. People weren't diagnosed with cancer. People weren't diagnosed with things like depression. And here we are again, even from GB News, right? So this is the problem, is that it is not that simple. And I don't even know why they're taking that bait. They will, it's lockdown, right? Because it's an easy win, Right. It's it's we it's easy to step in and be like, I told you the lockdowns were bad. That's what they want us to do. Mm. So they're giving you that. Go ahead and admit, take make fun of us. Make it clear that we were wrong. And they're blaming literally everything happening now on the lockdown. I mean, cancers would be showing up as cancer. It's yeah. that simple. If you go in later, the cancer's worse. And oh, then you missed your cancer diagnosis. That's not what's happening. They don't, you go in and you're like, we have no idea why this kid's heart exploded. There's no evidence of anything. And there's not anything there to pro- prove it. I'm, I'm being, I shouldn't even make a joke about that. I, I mean, mean, it's true. But, but well, the point would be like, they're, the, they're not even showing evidence of like myocarditis. It, these kids are just like, they just suddenly collapsed. They died. We can't even find anything, any evidence. And they go, oh, Sid's sads. That's, that's, that's how it sure. goes down. I mean, it's, it's mind blowing, isn't it? By the way, I want to make a comment in the chat. Somebody says, and this is my point. I'm going to use this to make a point about what I said before. They're talking about the whole amnesty thing. And Richard says, Ryan says, forgive them. Is that what I said? Did I say forgive them? I, don't, I, don't I didn't know. say forgive them. In fact, I, I said very clearly that we just shouldn't be them. We should be better mm-hmm. than them. I never once said forgive anybody. I'm not saying go to your neighbor and say, I forgive you. Now, you can choose to do that. But you see, this is what gets, this is the problem. And people misrepresent this. It's the point is not 
forgiving anybody. It's just about realizing that people have been manipulated, mm-hmm. right? We need to realize that your neighbor, the person, anybody, the person on the other side of the aisle, most of these people don't realize that they've been played. So just factor that in. I That's think, all I was saying is when yeah. you're talking to somebody, realize that they're not the enemy because they have a different idea. That's what they want from you. So if we're playing the game about well, even talking about forgiveness, if that's where you go with it, the idea that it should be an absolute no, isn't that kind of a problem? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. are being manipulated, but regardless, the forgiveness part, that's for each of you individually to decide. Exactly. And each individual relationship. Yep. But and, my, and go ahead. I, what I was going to say is just like the, the idea of forgiveness in and of itself is a pretty, it's an interesting topic and something that I had to, it had to be explained to me and I had to do a lot of work around in my life about like, you know, the idea of what forgiveness actually is. And uh, what I came to find out is that uh, forgiveness really doesn't have anything to do with the other person that you are offering forgiveness towards. It's more of something for yourself. It's like a healing thing. Yeah, so I right, choose to forgive right. somebody to unburden myself of these negative feelings that I have towards that individual. It's like, it's, and, and so if you're seeking forgiveness from somebody else, then that's, that's a whole nother process. Like if I'm seeking forgiveness from somebody else, you know, I, in my world, we call that making amends and it's not, it's not Mm -hmm. me actually trying to gain forgiveness from that person. That's not part of the equation. What I am supposed to do is I'm supposed to clean my side of the street and make sure that I don't repeat that behavior. So I come correct on all the things that I did wrong and I don't repeat that behavior. But if I'm forgiving somebody else, that is less about that person. It's more about me unburdening myself from that. So if I'm in a place in my life where I am consumed by hate and I'm consumed by rage and I'm consumed by wrath towards these people who have done these unspeakable things, or if it's like trauma from my past, like outside of this whole COVID narrative, like if I experience childhood trauma or there's trauma from my past in any way, shape or form, and that's something that consumes me, then I need to find a way to forgive that person to unburden myself of those demons and that darkness that, that, that dwells within me. You know what I mean? And so right. the process of forgiveness is a very intricate thing that, that uh, you know, but it is a process. So forgiving these people, you know, that's a choice that I make if I'm choosing to unburden myself of the control that they have, the, the rent that they hold in my head. Right. You know, I don't, right. I don't need that in my life. So right. I can choose to forgive them as an act of, uh, you know, self-love or self-forgiveness. Right, you know? right. So, yeah. And my, my point again, though, is like, so what Scott just said right there in the binary world to be framed as Scott saying you should forgive them. That's not what he just said. You yeah. see my point, though? Yeah. It's like there's a reason, a logic reasoning there in regard to just you in your own situation, in individual situations, doing that process and deciding for yourself whether that is what should happen. Yeah. But the point overall is that e- these individual people are not your enemy. Right. They have been tra- it's, it's like any other topic where they think they knew what was going on. They're even convinced in a lot of ways that they thought they were doing the right thing, which is not an excuse. Right. You don't get to say, oh, I thought I was doing right. You still did something wrong. There's yeah. still accountability, even if you choose to forgive or even if you see my point. There's yeah. always nuance to these things. Yeah. I'm just making a point yeah. because it's, you know, even somebody in my own chat comes down to he said, forgive them. And it's like we just went through this. Yeah. You know, it's like we just need to be careful yeah. about yeah. how quickly we jump to conclusions. Yeah. It's just it's everywhere. But don't forget. Don't forget. That's a point. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm, no one Never. is no one anywhere saying forget. I God forbid you think I'm going to forget for oh, crying no. out loud. I've been harping on this for no, three no, years. No, 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 that's no. not happening. You never, never. Get but, and, and here's an even to add to that. Let's just even take it to a personal point to finish this. That like, let's say your neighbor was very gross and mean to you about this. You think I'm going to forget that? Yeah. Of course not. I will yeah. never forget that. Not especially not me. Yeah. I'm I'm very weird about things like that. But nonetheless, I can still within that go. It's still not. He was still fooled by people. I'm still probably going to hate him because he yeah. did that to me. But yeah. you have to just understand things. That's all I'm saying. Sure. That's, and that's yeah. again, even the hate part. That's my personal choice. Anyway, yeah. I just think it's it's hard that we. 
I just can't help but see how easily guided we all are by even those kind of games. Like it's the same idea about the amnesty thing, you know, actually that's, that's what it stems from. It's the same yeah. point that I think they're using these tools to make us divide, yeah. you know? And it's like, if that's ultimately what's happening, even if you feel justified by it, you're still being played. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I just, we just got to think about things yep. like this. Yep. And then amends and, and seeking forgiveness is a huge manipulation tactic too. Like, you know, gaslighting, like it's, it's uh yeah. So yeah. And what you, they, they do all too well. Absolutely. On that though, real quick, I was just going to say is that, uh, uh, you know, this is what that clip that you just played, mm-hmm. you know, about mm-hmm. how they're blaming, you know, it's, it's a bit, uh, they think a little bit too highly of themselves. You know what I mean? They Ooh. think they, the, 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 the medical establishment saying that the cause of all this, the cause of all this excess death is because they didn't get all their pills and surgeries that we were able to provide. Oh, you know what point. I mean? Like, like that was like, going to help them anyway. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. We're so, we're so the medical, it's like, it's almost like that's, that's an approved narrative. Yes. You are allowed to say that because mm-hmm. it actually props us up. And, uh, you know, cause we're very self-important and, you know, they didn't get this divine treatment from the medical establishment. That's why right. all these little peasants are dying is because they didn't get this, this sacred treatment that we hold on to over here right. in our little, little, in our little pillar of, of medicine at the hospital. Right? They didn't get their oil-based chemicals in yes, their knives yes, and yes, the cut, things yes. cut off their body. So, How are they going to survive? So of course they're going to die if they're not getting this, <laughs> this amazing treatment that we hold in such high regard. And it's like, uh, mm, I don't know about that. That's a great point. I mean, yeah. it is like, you know, it's a, it's a same, while admitting fault, they're still, they're patting themselves in the yeah, back. Exactly. Simultaneously. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. Yep. Well here, Jonathan English pointing out, I'm not going to play it. You guys can, you, you've seen a lot of these clips. Uh, John Campbell's been doing a great job. He's actually up coming up on some kind of paid symposium with Dr. Maholtra. I, I'm not a big fan of paying for these things at the moment, but I think that's interesting to see. Excess deaths now currently running at 1,800 a week, and this is in the UK. Hardly any are COVID. Where are the daily briefings? Where are the BBC reporting? I mean, you're right. I mean, it's just absolutely like what's crazy is if they're going to freak out about some small case numbers because they claim COVID was the biggest pandemic ever. Well, these numbers are bigger than COVID right now. Nobody's even talking about it. I mean, it just this is the most glaringly obvious cover up yeah. in history. This is this is stage ten. This Good, is yeah, stage right, 10 of the right. stages of genocide. This is the cover-up, man, while it's happening. Yeah. Whoa. Here's Dr. Maholcher pointing out from the British Heart Foundation report, and we just went over this, by the way. That report is unreal. COVID infection is no longer a driving force behind the excess COVID-19 death rate. Right? So just that's what this, this is. Oh, there it is. Uh, just a link. I'm going to go ahead and uh, – let's see. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys have seen most of these anyway. There's all these people that are dying suddenly and so on. Yeah. And uh, it just says, this is a heartbreaking watch. Yesterday, the British Heart Foundation announced 30,000 excess cardiac deaths in England. 30,000. Just in the tiny little island of England. My God. Multifactorial for sure, but we now have mechanistic uh, random controlled trial and associational data linking the mRNA product to cardiovascular events. How is anybody even denying this anymore? Like, this is mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, just so you know, I mean, I'm not people. I always good sciencing. Jay Wilderness, these people that right at the same time, we were kind of figuring this out too. We've been screaming about the collapsing athlete thing since 2021. It's very real. It's obviously happening. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I want to shout out just your interview that you just did with Adam Rowling. Like, mm-hmm. please everybody go make sure you check that out. Um, like the resources, especially if you're in the UK, it was UK COVID family. Seems like that's a, it's yeah. a UK. Uh, ukcfamily.org you know that's the definitely go check that out especially if you're in the uk dude like this is just crazy yeah no i agree yeah. it's important to make yeah. sure that you get the help you know you're not alone is the point yeah. now yeah. I, I plan on trying to follow up with adam and maybe we, you know i want to try to start something i want to yeah. get some kind of a you know people there's a lot of groups but they're kind of inter- intermin- intermittent and you know it's like people need to see someone like him with prominence you know that he, he's yep. working with high level athletes in the pga and you know it's yep. it's important to see he knows what's yep. going on you know yep 
Now, the last thing I want to go over here, guys, is just this obvious RSV overlap. Now, we just talked about this. I'm not, I won't play it again, but if you guys want, uh, hold on, it's right here. Forgot to bring it up. This this is the show, unless it was that one. No, okay. Where I went over, I played the High Wire is the one, the first place I saw that, where they broke the story, as far as I could tell, in regard to the Pfizer's own data, and Moderna, by the way, that prove, without a doubt, their own data shows an increase, no matter how small, it's an increase, and it's actually not that small, of RSV for people that got this shot. That's in their own documentation. Jump forwards now, and there's an outbreak of RSV. Not a single mention of the injections on any corporate discussion, despite that data being public. You know, again, the most public cover-up I've ever seen, most obvious in my lifetime. So the point is, as a matter of fact, to some degree, the RSV is being caused by these injections. The fact. I don't know how much. Right. Based on the numbers, you guys can look at your own, but no one's talking about it. And so now we have this very interesting thing happening. Oh, that was also what I was going to grab. I don't need to, but I just did the show about the tridemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pushing that idea, the tridemic. Yeah. Now it's going to be all three of them together. Get this right after they say that. I swear to God, they do this. Like they either some doctor tested for three things using the broken PCR analogy or, uh, you know, setup, and that's why he got this, or it was already set in motion. Suddenly, right after they scream out tridemic, boy, diagnosed with three viruses at the same time when's the last time you ever even heard of that like it's just all of a sudden it just happens all the time this is a pcr you could i bet you test them for 55 viruses with pcr test they'd be positive 54 you know what i mean like that's what i think is happening here but it says once after weeks after high fever hallucinations and so on if they asked when he got the injection of course not you know and, and it's good does, well does it say he received a covid injection of course not okay I mean, I, I mean, let's see. Oh, well, so I, I, I assumed. Let's see. My point was not to find the point was just Still, about the RSV. I mean, that was my first Reduced question. population means certain Let's see who had. Okay. No, this is just, um, they're just, this is a general tweet saying because of the reduced population immunity to circulating respiratory viruses, particularly on children who may never have had exposure or been vaccinated in regard to RSV. That's what they're saying. That's the only time the vaccine is mentioned. The point being, again, this is the argument because lockdown. Or rather just because COVID and people were inside, this has been what that now they're all exploding with RSV. Well, it just doesn't even possibly make sense. You know, not only are they ignoring the possible vaccination, but the idea that this didn't there's been examples of things like this throughout history where this didn't just explode, where all of a sudden your immunity just vanished because I mean, that's not even how immunity works, by the way. Like, so you're telling me that if you have immunity to a virus or whatever else is happening and you sit in your house for a year that the immunity just vanishes. no. That's not how that works. You still have the memory B and T cells. Like, right. That's the, this, this is ridiculous. Yeah. They don't, they're just playing ig- the ignorance of the average person. Anyway, do you have a point on that? Uh, I was just, well, I was it's just, a good, but it's keep, important. Keep going, keep going. Well, so the point for me was just simply that they're pushing this idea that this is happening, right? The tridemic Del Macron, all these crazy <laughs> terms. Remember that Del Macron, yes, yes, they're all yes. flying all over this over yes. the top. And now apparently you can be sick with everything simultaneously. And it's just this big, crazy COVID thing. It's all COVID. COVID changed everything, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So my point is that's what watch this. If you want to know more about how pro- the proof and all the source materials right down there, proof that this is happening and the vaccines can cause RSV. So somebody posted this, this, this Elizabeth Bennett who was, uh, I forget, I forget what it was. It doesn't even matter. I've looked at her background, but she tweeted this thing from our department meeting. She's in a hospital somewhere or something. Quote, I've been a pediatric in, in, uh, intensivist for 30 years. Never seen the pediatric ICUs this bad, right? 
This is because of lockdowns. None of them have immunity to RSV. So the first part of that is important because as an individual in the scene, she's watching kids get, I think, obviously, that's because of the injections. Right? These kids are getting hurt and killed by this thing, but they connect it with the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Right, So it's the same thing. So this magic lockdown, where, by the way, how long were these kids technically even on lockdown, or any of us? It wasn't a year. It didn't go on for a full year. We're talking a month period. It was intermittent even, right? So it just this is such a hollow argument that just everything, they just magically lost all these memory T, memory B and T cells and, and, and antibody, everything, right? But as I pointed out, no, it's far more likely due to the simple and ignored fact that they could cause RSV, right? Uh, well, there you go. But I, you know, then I'm not even wanting to get into an argument. The interesting part about this, though, is this is a perfectly everything's falling into place right now for this problem. So new RSV vaccines are coming. Why? There's no way they just magically started this now unless they're and and this is the point, because mRNA vaccines, they're going to push out in 130 days. This is the whole Biden thing. So this is another thing they're going to push out based on what they're currently arguing when they haven't even fleshed out that this is what's causing it. Or or how about the fact that the mRNA vaccine kind of concept is going to continue to exacerbate the problem because that's what's causing all this. Right. So I just before I go forward, any thoughts right there? I mean, this is very, very good news. I mean. <laughs> this is excellent news. It says it right there. It must be yeah, right. It must be, it must be. Careful to, for the podcast. They're like Scott uh, thinks. This yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So the headline, the headline yeah. of this Vox.com article reads: yeah. the RSE vaccines are coming. This is very, very good news. It says the vaccines, along with other preventable treatments, could change cold season as we know it. Oh, all right. So now we're worried about God. colds. Your your common cold. We're scared. We need vaccines because we're all going to die from the common cold. Well, that was the joke in 2020. It was that was the joke? It's like. Oh, you guys, we got to lock the whole world down. It's the common cold. And now they're literally like, hey, it's the cold. We're going to lock everything down. Check this out. RSV generally causes cold symptoms. So first of all, it, it, by the way, which is a coronavirus, which is, yeah. you know, so everything overlaps. Yeah. The, these cold symptoms are literally everything we're looking at. It could be bacterial pneumonia. It could be RSV. It could be nothing. It could be, you know, hay fever. <laughs> all these things are just being labeled whatever they want. But it says, but also lead to severe lung inflammation and infection. And what's ha- what's doing that right now? Well, the masks. Yeah. Now I'm not saying all or nothing, but these things are all part of what's adding to this illusion. Yep. But uh, that was basically. I didn't want to go through this in depth, but you know, the the point was simply, and you, these are mRNA. This is an mRNA injection focus. They're trying wow. to rush these things out, and it's dangerous. So the RSV vaccine is an mRNA platform. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's where it gets even worse. All these things are going forward. Check this. Oh no, hold on. One more point after this. Pfizer's new 80 percent effective. It's Pfizer's, by the way. Just so oh, we're clear on that. God. RSV vaccine gives hope to overwhelm. So yet again, they are making money off the problem they're creating. This is yeah. classic Pfizer or any pharmaceutical company. But as it says, the, the vaccine was almost about 482% effective at preventing severe cases. So you see, we're, we're not even trying to stop things anymore. Yeah. As long as you can prevent something like getting bad enough, and then you're, there's no way to prove that. Then you get the same situation. Well, my son almost died, but it would have been worse if yeah. he didn't get that, that yeah. Pfizer RSV shot. Yeah. Like That's the kind of argument they sure. set up. Sure. Um, go ahead. It's a, just like a cascade of issues. Once again, like you hear about these things, like a hospital, like a, an emergency situation where it's like one problem occurs, which, and then it's just like a cascade of things. I've heard it like in relation to like pregnancies, like women mm-hmm. go in to deliver a baby and they, they don't want any medical interventions at all. They just want to have it as naturally as possible. But then one event will happen, which triggers another event, which triggers another event. And so each one of those has to be intervened on with a medical intervention, whether mm-hmm. it's like a epidural or just like, like some sort of like whatever it is, right. Where it's like a cascading series of events that, uh, you know, each require 
and I hope get the terminology right. I've never been involved in a birth before, but it's like, no, you know okay. what I mean? but I've, I've looked into it. I've looked into it quite a bit, you know, um, the business of being born, you know, that's a great documentary. Uh, but, but this reminds me just the same thing where it's like, if we look, look back and trace the lineage of all of these things that have led us to this point, it's one Pfizer thing after another, you know, Fi- Pfizer just came out with, well, it was like, I remember it was like 2020 ish. They came out with a new blood pressure medication, right. uh, to intervene on, uh, you know, like people with like heart or blood clotting or something, something to do with that. Right? I'm just, obviously, I don't know the medical terminology used in this, but it's like, it's like, it's like they're creating problems and then creating things to, to, yeah. to deal with the problems that will create more problems that they can deal that they can create more things to deal with the problems. You know, that is the business model yeah. of pharmaceutical companies, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. look at, look at the, from day op- one, opioid from Narcan, from the second you come out of your mother's womb and they're injecting you that's where this starts yeah well it's it's that but it's also the side effects that they then treat like you pointed out you yep. know and just, it goes on and on and on right yep. but the narcan our opiate example is is the most stark because there's proof of emails and exchanges where they acknowledge they're killing people and they go well we can benefit from narcan so let's keep pushing anyway yeah. so they keep pushing and they yep. just sell narcan right which is a, it's something yep. that stops overdoses Trust it's me, the I same know. thing yep. no for, for the audience yeah. you know yeah. and and what's what's the point here you're saying is that you they would argue from their perspective well it's just because pfizer is good at their job they they see what's happening and they act on it that that's easy to say right but then you can dig in and find well here's where they got caught lying here's where they sold you this drug without testing it you know over and over and over and over but this time they're telling you the truth same with the government they that that meme i keep seeing it's like they've lied to you about these 45 wars but this time this time yeah, about ukraine right exactly. it's like, <laughs> it's like, come oh on. yeah well yeah. i wanted to point this out before we go past it i don't know why that won't go away there you go it says Pfizer will submit its application for FDA approval. Isn't that funny? Right? So how in the world can this be a ready for approval and not emergency use authorization if they haven't already been working on this for 20 years yeah. or a year? Or yeah, exactly. Two years, right? Because the whole argument is, well, we rush. Like, so this just happened. We haven't even heard about RSV being something other than, you know, a side peripheral thing for toddlers and whatever else. So it's cold, common cold, essentially. And even now, by the way, RSV, even with what's happening is not very deadly. It can be for children, but when you look at the stats, it's a cold, it's, it's a flu. Kids could die from stuff like that. Yeah. That's the point is not to not care, but the overcompensation is a business model. But the point is it's being FDA approved. Like, so we still, they're still right now forcing emergency authorized shots under a guise of that's safe for you while they're about to approve this thing. I mean, just, I, I, it's, this whole thing is a, a dumpster fire. Yeah. Every angle about this. Anyway, the point is they're pushing this, they're claiming it's ready to go. I'll do this one next since it aligns better. And this is the other side of this. Yeah. Pfizer announces a two in one vaccine for COVID and flu simultaneous, right? This is also MRNA. All these things are popping out left and right. And, they, I, and my point to keep making through this whole thing is all of this is standing on the alleged foundation of the MRNA platform, yeah. right? We've proven it out, right? It's safe and effective. Everybody's good to go. They're now building on top of this thing as these things are dissolving in front of them. Right. Kids are dying, all this all the side effects and everything's happening. And yet they're going steps and steps further. I would argue in hopes that once they get down the line that we just forget where it started. I mean, however you look at this, they're about to start giving RSV mRNA shots, COVID and flu. I mean, this is off the rails. I mean, this is a very alarming reality. I don't know whether this is the primary focus or whether we're meant to take this and only look at this while the great reset happens. I don't know, but this is scary. I mean, they were talking about it. They need to, they need a disruptive iterative process to bring about a new process Mm -hmm. by which the old process, like, you know, there was that, that you had the clip where it's like, you know, we still make vaccines using eggs. Mm -hmm. We need to break that whole system and bring in the new MRNA system. And we have these 
horrible, uh, you know, this, this horrible roadblock in science where we have to actually test things, yeah. you know, before we bring them to market. Like we need to completely destroy that old system. And so here we are. They've, they've done it. They brought about this new system. They, they disrupted and iteratively brought us to this point now mm-hmm. where we just are like, oh, yeah, new flu vaccine. Let's let's approve it. And we've been looking into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, we're, we're at that point now. Like Fauci, you did it, man. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, this is and this is what we should be on the guard on guard for, for the way it goes next. I mean, they've just jammed through this whole thing under the guys that were all in danger. And we're looking around going like, are we even? I mean, you just said it was over, but we're still yeah. pushing through legislation under guys that were all super danger. I mean, that, that's the whole bio defense argument, which allowed them to argue 30, 130 day vaccines. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's just it's happening in real time. It's, yep. it's incredible. Yep. Now here that says U.S. seeing flu hospitalizations high uh, highs uptick in non-COVID respiratory illness. Now I'm actually going to skip past this. I think this one was um, just simply the idea that they're talking about these new shots and the, and the idea about the flu overlap and i think what's important to point out as i keep making clear is that this part of it they're now going to be combining these things and they don't even know whether they're safe individually alongside each other well let's jam them together in the same shot yeah. same with mmr we've never tested those individually they don't know whether they're safe individually put it together but they put them in one shot who cares yeah. we won't even test them next to each other right yeah. it's 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 mind-blowing but the last couple of things I want to point out is just to reiterate this. We just talked about this, and this came back up again. We talked about this on the October on October 28th, which was the Candida fungus threat, right? This is what they're screaming about. I, WHO is saying it's a worldwide threat, and I've done many shows on this. Not, it's not a question. Your mask is causing Candida oral thrush in mm-hmm. your body, mm-hmm. right? And this is causing it to spread. You're then spreading this on. You're it's and you're also creating bacterial pneumonia, bacterial and pneumonia. all sorts of stuff. Again, right? again, they're yeah. just causing the problem. And so they reiterated this yet again. This was from two days ago. Yeast fungus with the potential to become a global health problem. So it's just who knows where this is going to go, but they're causing this thing in every angle and then using their own their own problems to justify it's like foreign policy in your body. Right? They're destroying your body and they're going, look, your body's in trouble. We need to jump in there. Right. That's that's what's happening right now. It's very scary to me. Yeah. And then this is the this is just to add to this point, just like the, the whole thing the, from the very beginning. And by the way, Grift, you're wrong. <laughs> you guys in the chat will know. But the point is that this is one of the things I've been harping on the MISC, which is multi-system inflammatory syndrome, which, by the way, I found this very interesting. I pointed this out. Does that not look like the wrong acronym for that? Multi-system inflammatory syndrome. So just skipping one of the S's essentially in children. But you know what MISC actually is an acronym for? What's that? Miscellaneous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think sure. is funny because yeah. MISC is literally a catch-all yeah. for what they can't explain, just like yeah. SIDS and SADS. How do we have so many categories for unexplainable things? I just This is why. I said, what did I tell you? MISC, this is one of many examples where they blame an injection-induced problem on COVID. They knew. They lied. Here's Aaron Siri pointing out there are 15 adverse events of special interest. The CDC listed as prescri- pre- uh, pre-specified medical conditions in its V-safe protocol, but never added to the V-safe as prescri- uh, pre-specified conditions for users to select. One of them is MISC. It's right there. So they have it listed in their own documentation that the vaccine can cause this. And yet here they are on the CDC website going, we were baffled and we think this is the vaccine. You know, we, we think this might be caused by COVID-19. That's what their website says right now. Mm-hmm. They don't know for sure, but they're pretty sure it's COVID-19, except they're telling you it can be caused by the vaccine. It's the same argument with RSV. RSV. Yeah, we know it can cause it. But yet when we find it happening, we go, whoa, 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 whoa. we don't know what it is. It probably is COVID. 
it's just insulting to your intelligence. Yeah. Well, okay. So in the interest of like, okay, while we're bringing about new, uh, like disruptive iterative processes to implement in order to, uh, maybe help public health in a certain way, is there some sort of like checklist Mm -hmm. or something that we can implement to challenge these people's decision-making? Like you have to go through a checklist to determine, okay, is this scientific or is this political? Mm -hmm. Because all of these decisions that they're rolling out are political. It's political. Like, like the fact that we're like, we're catching them on these lies over and over and over because their decision-making is not based on science. It's based on politics. Right. Right. So going forward, can we like hold them to some sort of higher regard where it's like, okay, we can we can, okay you're being political on this like no let's go back to the science let's go Who, back who's to the science. we like you and i i don't or, know i don't know like yeah. is there is there some some process that can be implemented to like sure to ensure that they're not going by politics but they're actually going by science i don't well, know yeah I but mean, I, my point would simply be big, uh, yes but who no the ones they don't care they, they know that's what's happening yeah. it's kind of like like we the checklist is important for that i think it's a good thing to it's, do it's a grandiose, mass adoption you know it's, like it's people, a silly grandiose idea but it's like you yeah. know you know, it's just so clear now that they're just strictly based, basing their decision on politics. And I would say on both sides too, you know, totally. it's, it's, it's just like, it's become, we've gone so far away from science and the word, the idea, everything around science has been so bastardized and so corrupted that, uh, that now that, you know, now that they're getting called out on each one of these things that they have just been inconsistently wrong about over and over and over, mm-hmm. it's because they're strained so far from like nature and so far from like natural law and so far from uh like god or just anything like like not even a religious way like just like the like just the way nature is created like i've heard Catherine austin fitz say uh you know you can't go against like i can't remember the way she articulated it it's in that movie planet lockdown mm-hmm. and it just really resonated with me like she says like all of this stuff will not withstand the test of time because it just fundamentally goes against nature and yeah, a fundamental right. level that yeah. there's no way that it can hold up over a period of time and so now that it's just becoming it's just percolating to the surface it's so obvious, like, you know, let's go back and, and the the reset that we should be asking for is like, how do we reset all of this, man? Yeah, no, anyway, I agree. I, I agree completely. I mean, and the hard part, though, is that if, you know, that is true regardless, but that can take a long time, oh, yeah. you know, and so people still suffer while that yeah. flushes out, you know, but it's right. I mean, ultimately, yeah. you just have to have faith that things will work out the way they're supposed to if, you know, like, you know, it's hard to say, though, because I think that. Yeah. You know, it depends on what you're ultimately fighting for, but I, I agree, I completely. Yeah, yeah. But just to, to finish this off, I think what's interesting is that they're already framing this going forward. U.S. faces pandemic crossroads with COVID deaths still too high, and new Omicron variants emerging, which is exactly the point about why the bivalent thing was never a valid source of. You know, they 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 still spent your money on it. They still rushed it out. They still didn't go the, do the test. Nobody wants it. You know, and now they're just going to make a new thing. Like this is just you know, can't we? Pe- this is kind of to your point where you're saying there's like we need to step in here. Like people need to be like, look, we all see what's happening. We all recognize we don't trust it. You just saw that we don't trust it. That's why you're now moving past this. You're yeah. still suggesting we get the booster, but no one's taking it. Yeah. You know, it's like we need to go, okay, well, hold on a minute. No, no next thing. We need to acknowledge that you now again to your point. What does that mean? Who's gonna do it? You know, but it's just incredible that we're just letting this keep going. You know, you're watching them take this next step, and we're all like, Do you are you gonna do that? It's like everyone's going, I just it's mind blowing that it keeps happening. How do you stop it? What do you do? I don't know. Our voice, well, our voices are getting louder. You know, I feel like the 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 upswing, the the the, the what? Not the the backlash, but like the the pendulum swing. It, it's it's happening, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. you know, and then there's a lot of arguments to to a lot of like a, a lot of the arguments 
are that this this kind of pendulum swing back in the opposite direction is kind of contrived and it's controlled and it's actually Always. serving the agenda, right? Mm -hmm. But I think there's some genuine organic uh, pendulum swing towards truth. I feel, I just I feel too. it, man. I really, I really too. feel like there's there's a real organic upswell of of truth and people and awakening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we have to just, as long as we're aligned in that, uh, you know, the the organic natural uh, tendency towards truth and not get caught up in uh, us being trying to derail into into the narrative you know what i mean like it's tough to navigate but i yeah. feel like no, i feel I like there's a real genuine organic rise in in in, in all of this and and, yeah. and and we're we're in it i feel like we're in it and i feel like everybody here in the chat's in it and i'm just just saying that to like you know whatever but like it's happening man it's happening yeah. and these are just like really exciting times right now i i agree yeah. i mean that that this is exactly why like what david ike was saying or anybody else this is why they're so desperate to shut this down because they Obviously, I think it's actually twofold. There's some obviously some kind of like arbitrary time frame that they're driving towards. That's why it's been clearly rushed. That's one part of it. But I think you're right. I think they were aware of whether the natural cycle or just mm -hmm. the fact that they were aware of seeing it happen, that people were starting to ask questions that they haven't been before. You know, the Overton window. I mean, look at the conversation about Israel right now. It's like it was like like very shortly ago, you they were Palestine exist, and yeah. now suddenly it's like every human rights organization acknowledging what they are. Like yeah. there, there is clearly a shifting of the narratives here. I, I generally point to things like the Yuga cycle conversation, or you know, the planetary shifts, and whether there is like this, you know, thousands years yeah. kind of ebb and flow of people being aware and and consciousness shifting. I do think there's something to that. Yeah, and I think that we're at a point now where they are seeing that, or rather, they at least believe it themselves that they're almost we're on some kind of like incline, and so they're trying to quickly stifle it. Yeah, you know, hey, yeah. let's just get rid of humanity. That'll be a quick way to end That's that, it. right? <laughs> That's <laughs> See, it. You know, turn it into transhumanism. Yeah. But either way, I agree with you, man. And I think that what we're doing is so wildly important. Not just yep. T Lab, but just anybody in this field, challenging things, asking questions. Again, think about how crazy it is. We're at a time where objectivity even if even let's just say we're not being as objective as you think we are we're trying to right objectivity is being framed as extremism yeah think about how wild that is and it. the people that are being completely subjective are the ones fighting for truth like it's just it is orwellian like they literally have become orwell yep. you know like the, the book yeah. i mean you know yep. it's yep. 1984 orwell's book but yep. how interesting that is you know yep. Yep. but i think what now we, we just stay the course man you yep. know keep doing this doing your best and take this into the real world you know, that's a big part of it. We need to continue to share this and spread information. And that's why we're trying to build out more and expand and yeah. do more real world action in general. You know, it's very, very important. Yep. Yep. Good. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to wrap it up with a clip. Wrap it here. up, man. I love it. There, there's a clip I want to play on the way out. Now I'm going to play this again, I'm sure. And then probably the next show that I do where I get into like a, the great reset climate change, digital ID, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, endless pit. Uh, but I'm going to play this clip today just to kind of wrap this up to segue into where this is all going. And again, it's it's uh, Harari oh, arguing yeah. okay. something that's interesting to think about. Are we coming back after this or are you closing? No, this will be it. So I'll, I'll let you say okay. something before oh, I do it. Oh, okay. Okay. But, well, but so the right. point being is this clip is essentially him talking about uh, how a tyrannical force, a authoritarian government could abuse what they're building now. And that's why it's good that the good guys are doing it, right? Okay. This is what he's saying, essentially. Okay. And just either way, even if you believe that he is on the good guy side or they are doing this by doing it the right way, it's amazing that we're allowing somebody who's saying this whole thing we're doing could go awry just like that. And we're letting them do it anyway, just because they say they're the right people. It's just absolutely incredible. 
But go ahead. Do you want to, anything you want to shout out before we get out of here today? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to just like to do my little plug, you know, I'm mm-hmm. over at rebunk.news. You guys, you can follow all the stuff I got going on, but uh, you know, I just want to say like right now, like, especially after this, this last little part of the conversation, like I'm feeling like fired up. I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling like very uplifted and I'm feeling like, you know, I'm we're in, we're in this truth, man. I'm feeling really, uh, really fired up and I'm really energized leaving here. And, and, and Ryan's about to play a clip of Harari until that I'm kind of glad we're not coming back because then I'm just going to be ranting and I'm going to be all pissed. <laughs> so, so you guys you like take this information and like really, you know, take it to heart that we are just doing some seriously amazing work out there. You know what I mean? Like we, we have all these new tools and resources coming to our disposal, you know, share these clips that stars making on Instagram and, and, uh, uh T lab clips is making, you know, like on, 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 uh, on Twitter, you know, you know, give them some love, share that stuff, get that stuff out there, you know, check out the sub stack, share that stuff, get that stuff out there. We are, we are, we are winning this thing. There's no question about it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, even after this Harari clip leave here knowing that we're winning and, and, right. and we're, we're on top and we're just, as long as we just keep stay vigilant and just stay on top of it, man. Like, uh, there's nothing but good ahead for us, you know, that are aligned with the truth. And another thing too, that I've always kind of really been, um, that's really important to me is that they're trying to push so much fear out there. And it's, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the fear as well, you know, but, but I think the fear, the antidote or the, the, the answer, the antidote to fear is knowledge and information. If you know what it is we're up against and, and then the mystery behind it is being kind of dissolved and you can look at Harari for who he is. He's a coward. And, and he is scared too. And he is nothing, man. He's just a little weasel. And they're going to try to push their agendas on us, but they are going to fail. And we are watching them fail in real time. So, so don't l- listen to his words and take that and be fearful. Take that and just l- laugh at him. Laugh at how yeah. pathetic it is that they're trying to do because they're going against nature and they will never, ever, ever win. So yeah, you're here. And yeah. I, you know, I think that I genuinely believe if you do good in the world, that it comes back to you. Right? I mean, yeah. There's a thousand ways that's said in different religions and cultures and it comes around, goes around and karma. Yeah. And, you know, the, I, I really believe that, you know, you put it, you put out, you know, you get what you put out kind of a thing and that, we, you know, you, we make mistakes. We all do. You know, yeah. we, we, we buy the wrong information or we take the wrong action or we say the wrong thing, whatever it is. But as long as you put your intentions out there and you do your best to, to inform people and fight for people that don't have a voice and, you know, you do good into the world as best as you can. You be better. You're better than they in regard to the, you know, the side we're fighting essentially be better, you know, that it will come around tenfold. And I think that we're seeing that right now is that people fighting for this, knowing, you know, doing it for the right reasons, we are influencing people and that scares the S out of them. It really does. And I think that they see that and they see the insurmountable build and that's part of why it's trying to be rushed in. But yeah, I agree with you, man. Stand up and don't let again. Don't, this clip is not meant to be, you know. Don't let not ending on a bad note, but rather no. rea- realizing what he's saying yeah. is essentially like, look, we're building this thing, and it could even even if you believe they're good, that it just as easily could end up exactly where we're pointing. So yeah. why in the world would we ever let that happen? Yeah. Right? And they're so, coming. They're coming from a position of weakness too. Like yeah, they're they're yeah. scared and they're desperate. So yeah, right. don't ever but, forget that. I, I agree with that. But again, either way, yeah. right? Just realize that the power. It's 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 you. Right. You yep. guys have the power yep. to make these choices and change things. It, it's as simple as that. Just choose tomorrow to be different, be better and act in that way. Yeah. So thank and you mo- for being here. Most of all, thank Go you. Ahead. Thank ahead. you, Ryan, for having me on once again. Mm-hmm. Just such an honor to be here and be able to help with this, uh, everything you got going on here. So yeah. thank you. Always, yeah. always a pleasure, brother. And as always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. But if this power falls into the hands of a 21st century Stalin, Crazy clip. the result will be the worst totalitarian regime in human history. And we already have a number of applicants 
for the job of 21st century Stalin. Just imagine North Korea in 20 years when everybody has to wear a biometric bracelet which constantly monitors your blood pressure, your heart rate, your brain activity, 24 hours a day. You listen to a speech on the radio by the great leader, and they know what you actually feel. You can clap your hands and smile, but if you're angry, they know you'll be in the gulag tomorrow morning. And if we allow the emergence of such total surveillance regimes, don't think that the rich and powerful in places like Davos will be safe. Just ask Jeff Bezos. In Stalin's USSR, the state monitored members of the communist elite more than anyone else. The same will be true of future total surveillance regimes. The higher you are in the hierarchy, the more closely you will be watched. Do you want your CEO or your president to know what you really think about them? So it's in the interest of all humans, including the elites, to prevent the rise of such digital dictatorships. And in the meantime, if you get a suspicious WhatsApp message from some prince, don't open it.